Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. We've made it to episode 50, guys. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by Seth and Steve, almost the full gang. Say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. And a flimsy, whimsy, whimsy hello to you, too. I, I thought you went to America, not Europe. I did. And they told me to just be myself and to just make up words, which is what they do, and this is what I'm doing now. No, but we specifically, before you left, told you never to listen to that advice. It's bad advice, like in your I case specifically. You I thought you told me not to listen to you. That, that's why I didn't listen to you then. No, no, no. I meant you, like, don't listen to yourself. Listen to me. Jesus Christ, I'm the host. But I'm me. <laughs> no, I'm you. <laughs> And we are Captain Planet. Um, yeah, we made it to made it to the big 50. I really wish I had something more in preparation for celebrating that. But yeah, I, I think 50. it's also because we're, we're saving it for the 52 of like one year's worth of content. I sure anyone following <laughs> along at home would know that we've that we are into our second year. <laughs> yes, yes. But we also took a massive break. <laughs> I just mean yeah, in like terms of episode release, 52 is like one year worth. Yes, that's, that's true. Uh, but speaking of massive breaks, uh, Steve, did you survive international airports with the Rona? I did. I did. Uh, there was a bit of an incident with me buying the wrong train ticket. Um, so did you guys know that the 4th of October is not the 4th of November? Yes. Yes, that, that is an entire month difference. Yeah, I've been informed. Hang on. Yeah, no, my, my editor is telling me that, yes, that is, in fact, a, a different date. One of them oh, comes okay. before Halloween and the other is after. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a good market. Yeah, because I didn't. So I bought the wrong train ticket and the big fella on the train was like, hey, you got this month? And I'm like, sorry, no. And he's like, all right, off you get. I'm like, all right, see ya. <laughs> and then I was stuck in Philadelphia for a bit. But you know what? It'd be like that sometimes. The, the moral of the story, kids, is never try. <laughs> never never train. How was it being stuck in Philly? I didn't leave the, tra the train station. And some lady spoke to me for about an hour and a half about um, how good tea tree oil is. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. She used it for everything. You got kicked off the train for five minutes and you were almost inducted into a multi-level marketing scheme. No, no, she wasn't selling me. She, didn't, uh, she specifically said at the start of the conversation, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to get you to go out and find it because I'm not selling my stuff. That's how right. they get you into it. The, the, the MLM, uh, MLM sellout is trying to play hard to get. I see how it works. Yeah. This is a one piece of scams. <laughs> Grind, so anyway, grinding uh, and grustling in a business world. So anyway, did you, guys, did you guys know that tea tree oil is pretty good for shampoo and stuff? Oh, I've no, got here something we go. if you guys want it. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're full up on sponsors for this month. Uh, this month being the month of October. Wait, wait, shit. Sorry. Almost yes, pulled no. month, month of November. Yeah, no. Still, still full up on, on sponsorships. You know which I think episode 50... Should be sponsored by um, Pyramid Schemes. There, I said it. <laughs> it was good enough for the Egyptian pharaohs. It's good enough for us. Actually, you, you know what? No, I'm, I'm backing Steve for this one in a, in, a rear, in, a, in, a, in a very, very rare Patrick actually backs something that Steve says. Um, Ooh, uh, here we take, go. I'm loving this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Should go on holidays uh, more often. Everyone listening just has to go and tell four friends to, to listen to us, and we will give you <laughs> a thumbs up. <laughs> Steven's been back for five minutes and he's already turned his pyramid scheme upside down. <laughs> uh, it's just a what? triangle, but in three dimensions. Um, right, so... Uh, you reckon like, the Illuminati looks like the triangle symbol? You reckon there's like some sort of connection there? You, you've gotten way too smart for your own good since going on one fucking holiday. I, I miss dumb Steve. 
Dumpster was at least fun. I got to decompress my brain and not think for a bit. <laughs> so I use all my smart things today and then next week I'll be back to normal. Yeah, good. Can't wait for, for next week, Steve. Brain's working on overtime out. now that Pokemon's out. That's oh. exactly what I was about to get into, Seth. Thank you for that. Uh, people listening to this when it goes up will be like, oh, but surely they recorded this after Scarlet Violet came out. Yes, uh, it came out today, technically last night, but today for all intents and purposes. Well, no, it was midnight. It's today. Yeah, and based on, the group chat history, <laughs> based on the group chat history, it was uh, after I went to bed yesterday and woke up to a shit ton of messages from you fucks all playing it last night this morning. I didn't um, play it. It was just Steven and, and Josh. And not a single was, reply from you. There, there was um, there were enough we messages do? in there for the for the fucking three of you. So there was. <laughs> um, so I think we take uh, two minutes now. We're, we're, get, we're almost certainly going to get into more Scarlet Violet chat for definitely next episode, probably the next couple episodes. But uh, two minutes now. I have Violet, and I chose Fue Coco. I also had Violet, and I also chose Fuo Coco. I'm in love with the cocoa, as some Steve, might say. Steve, Steve, um, we, we, sorry, audio listeners are probably going to have a hard time following this one. We have like a little shared doc, and I put Patrick, Violet, Fue Coco, and I think Steve just read my line again. Um, you just want to double check that, Steve? Yeah, no, uh, control C, control V. Um, I'm trying my best to emulate my life as close to yours, and I thought I'd start with that. Interesting. So this entire time, I thought I had pre-ordered Scarlet, but it turns out I actually got Violet instead. And um, oh, I'm, going really? pick, I'm going to be picking Quaxley. I did not, in fact, get to uh, get caught by the uh, the hot cavewoman professor. Oh, so it looks like. Uh, well, I know Josh got Violet as well. So really, hopefully, so none of you guys have want- a double dip. The the whole point of me getting Violet was because I thought everyone else was uh, was getting Scarlet, and I was like, I'm going to be different. That way, I've got all the exclusives that everyone wants to trade. I didn't realize we're all going for Violet. Shit. I wanted to get Scarlet. I don't know why I got Violet instead. Mm, isn't looking good, fellas. No. You know what? I'm just going to say it. Just like train tickets, you should always double check your friend's pre-orders. <laughs> Everything loops back around. I'm telling you, it's all related. It's true. And, and, also, because as, I pre-ordered from EB Games, I got a nice steel case with it for free. I pre-ordered the physical version. Ah! Yeah, I got a nice steel case to display on my bookshelf that I'll never touch. Flex dust. Actually, you know what? I'm going to whinge about physical media for a minute. Oh, boy. Here we go. Josh, if you're listening, cover your ears because I agree with you. So when I went overseas, I took my Switch because just in case I had a bit of downtime, I'm like, I'll play something. So I bought Animal Crossing, and which I'll talk about today, and Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin, which I will not talk about. I'm so fucking sick and tired of changing cartridges. Holy fucking shit. How do we do this? How do we do this until five years ago? What do you uh, mean? I mean, cartridges How were much often... easier to remove back in the day as well. Now no, there's no, this I, whole I flap that... in the way, and you've got to press it down so that it pops back out. <laughs> I know, right? We're usually having flaps in the way. Am I right, fellas, eh? Steve. When you want to change games, first of all, how quickly are you changing games? But second of all, what part of pop open the little flap at the top, pop the cartridge mm-hmm. out, lick the mm-hmm. cartridge, detect that the anti-lick coating is still there, <laughs> put it in a case of your choice, put the new cartridge in, press down, replace the flap, start game. Like, what, which, which part of that is, is the difficult part? That's at least four steps. Now that I've got some key trail, I'm smart enough to work it out. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I, I, it's just, just long. I have to... Eject, I have to open the flap, I have to take the cartridge out by pushing it in, I have to put the cartridge in a safe place. The uh, trick is to my... buy games like Animal Crossing as uh, digital games because you know you'll 
never want to take those out. Yeah, yep. that that's I'm, I'm kind I'm of where I was going with that as well. Yep. Like all the I'm, multiplayer I'm, games, like I keep on Switch. That way, I don't have to bring a cartridge to a mate's house. But otherwise, yep. yeah. Like how, how often are you? How often are you sw- swapping cartridges? Um. Well, Animal Crossing, I'm done with it about now. So I'm like, all right, I want to play Monster Hunter now. And if I ever want to have to take Monster Hunter out, put Animal Crossing in, and vice versa, right, it's just a big drama. And now that I'm back home and I have my Switch docked, I have to like get off the lounge like some sort of athlete. Definitely seems like of all the problems that you could currently be facing in today's day and age, you've picked a weird hill to die on. But anyway, this is I real first on. world problems. Yeah, you know what? It's it's real. It's real big. This isn't episode fifty energy right now. So we're just going to move straight into round the lounge for this week. Uh, Seth, what do you what do you, what have you got for show and tell? I've been playing Sonic Frontiers. In fact, I one hundred percent it. Uh, last Already. night because we were meant to we were meant to record last night and then it got delayed to today i was like well shit i don't want to play anything new um pokemon comes out tomorrow so i'm just gonna drop whatever i play so i'll just fucking finish sonic frontiers 100 percent. why the fuck not mm. my condolences uh steve what about you animal crossing animal crossing baby hey uh, it, uh, and you patrick what have you been playing uh well i got to finally uh after alluding to it last last episode uh actually plug in my new ps5 and i have platinum trophied astro's playroom nice and i'm now looking to sell my ps5 because i have peaked i i don't really know what else there's nothing that will live up to it yeah they should they should have called it um pat's playroom am i right sorry i think my mic my cut out um i i said they should have called it pat's playroom so patrick i'm gonna be evil I need your PSN so I can add you as a friend, so that way I can beat all your speed run times. Interesting. Uh, also, if you don't have them turned off, you will get a little pop-up every time you're playing a game going, Seth, just beat your time on this level. <laughs> Do you want to go and replay it right now to beat his time? Oh, uh, that's, that's infuriating, but actually very funny. Um, yeah, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll add, add, each other, add each other after this. I mean, why not? Uh, not going to dox my bloody PSN on this, though. Trying to, trying to bait me into giving away friends? personal information. Nah, fuck him. I'm, I'm already set to appearing offline on PSN just because I can't be bothered. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, What's the point of adding friends in if you're just going to appear offline? Like, do, you get, do, do you, like, sign in and you get, like, 20 messages from your fans? Is that... <laughs> Yeah, if I if I don't if I don't set to appear offline, the PlayStation's already unusable, and it's always and it's and it's all the same too. It's this person in Russia has redeemed something on your PSN account. God, I hate uh-huh. when they do that. Hopefully, it's not good. I expressly please, ask them not to. Yeah, yeah, and and please please check your credit card because you're out of money. But I don't know. I, I keep I keep putting more money in, and it keeps disappearing. So well, jokes I, on me, um, I guess. If you want to give me. Um the front 16 numbers of your credit card, the expiration date, and the, the back three numbers. I can put it into uh, my machine to see if it works. Also, your full name and address, just, just to be safe. Well, I wasn't going to give my PSN out before, but my full credit card information, yeah, that, that's probably an okay trade. Um, but yeah, as, as I say, getting wildly off topic, because we usually do welcome to episode 50. Um, yeah, beat Astros Playroom. Started Ragnarok, I'm uh, um, maybe a couple hours into that, but uh, I'm really enjoying Ratchet & Clank uh, Rift Apart. Yeah, I've, I thought you would. Hmm. I, I kind of felt like I might have overhyped it a little bit with the Game of the Year talk, so I was a little worried you might come in and say, Seth, you're a fucking dirty liar, why did you <laughs> say it was so good? 
but no, he, glad to hear that you're enjoying it. Yeah, there, there are. Yeah, you know what? No, look forward to when we talk about that in a later episode because I, I want to finish it before I give my give my thoughts. My thought, my my thoughts are uh, fairly well formed at this point. Uh, All right, here's, think, a of, but... here's a bit of trivia oh, for everybody. God. When did we recently? What episode did we talk about? Or Seth specifically talk about Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart? God fucked if I know. That was, one of the first, that was one of the first ones we did. Episode five. That's right, because we, named, we named it after Ratchet and Clank a little uh, bit. I don't know. I've just got the agenda in front of me. Um, man, That's our agenda really weren't for it. Yeah? Yeah? Is it? Is it? I don't specifically say you couldn't look it up. Was there a point to this bit, or are we just going to move on? No, no. I just wanted to say, like, so it was episode five you were talking about Rift Apart, and episode 50... You mentioned it again. Well, we also mentioned it in the um, let's suck Sony's IP off for an hour uh, last episode. So, I mean, happy ending, Ratchet. Pray for the best. Uh, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, why don't we go straight into Any Meeny Miney? Steve hasn't been here for ages. Let's start with Animal Crossing. Yay! Um, before we get into Animal Crossing, Oh, what are your guys' no, opinions? No, on Steve, t- Steve, you can't chill tree, tea tree oil or whatever the no, fuck no, it no, is. No, no. no I'll, I'll post that later. Um, what about square donuts? What are your thoughts on that? That sounds is wrong. This like, is, is this like the Chicago like deep dish pizza where it's square? Is this? Well, I got it when I was in Chicago. It was a Chicago style donut and it was square. Chicago's really got to stop just turning shit into squares and calling it cultural. It's a square thing to do, baby. Don't be a square about it. Do you want to square up? All, all I'm thinking of is the. Um, uh, uh, do you know which? Uh, do you know which hole this uh, this shape goes into? That's right, the square <laughs> hole. <laughs> Wait a minute, it's a just donut. that with yeah, yeah, but just that with like donuts and pizzas and everything else. Um, my thoughts on it: Why it seems like it's just objectively more effort to make a square donut. Like it probably doesn't taste any better. In fact, it's probably less uniformly cooked because it's got hard edges. Ah, uh, probably. Um, I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was. I thought it was. It was interesting. Was it worth? Um, I think it was like seven American dollars. I paid for it. Probably not. Oh my god! Yeah, I know, right? Donut. I was fucking fleeced. Um, look, money's money. Up. When is the next time I'm going to Chicago? It is what it is. Cool. I can't believe we're gonna have to take on another sponsorship deal just to get over the amount of money that you sunk into shitty cultural donuts from Chicago. I will never financially recover from it. No, it's and to be honest, I don't think the universe should let you. I think this should be a lesson to everyone. Anyway, Animal Crossing. Uh, so l- let me start this. So this, of course, I'm talking about Animal Crossing New Horizons that came out for the Switch uh, in 2020. At the peak of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Literally the peak. We are, we are continuing the proud FTL tradition of a bunch of new games just came out, but you know what? Let's talk about a game two years old. Old game, good. New game, bad. Yeah. Uh, have, you guys, have, you guys, have you guys played it? Yes. No. I, I played it for about a month before I got burnt out of it. I, I did a lot for that um, Easter event when it first came out. And after I was done with that, I just kind of stopped. New pet? I Animal Crossing was one that a bunch of people I, I know played because of the whole being in Corona thing. But the problem is every time I looked at it, it was all kind of surface level memory of this island is funny because it's got some theme going for it, but it's it's not the sort of gameplay that 
I find that enthralling. So I I think I played like five or ten minutes on someone else's copy for a bit a couple of years ago, but no, I, I haven't played it myself. Or I certainly don't own it myself. Oh, okay then. Well, to well, I don't know who doesn't know about Animal Crossing in this day and age, but if especially which, which animal listen, which animal did you cross first? Uh the chicken. I asked him why, and then he said, I don't know, I just felt like I had to do it. So I don't know. His name was Chooks. Chooks the right. chicken. And what did you cross him with? The road. I said that. No, no, it's it's animal crossing. It's not He's a chicken. You saying chickens are animals? No, I'm Stop saying, taking my part of the podcast. So you're, animal you're, you're, crossing. you're crossing animals, right? Like is this not similar to like Pokemon breeding? Like chickens are in some egg group, I, I assume. Oh, no. What did you cross it with? It's crossing as in like crossing the road. Like it's got to get to its destination. Oh shit! Okay, I've been pl- I've, my uh, thoughts of this game were very, very different to how I thought yeah. this would go. So, so a quick fun fact because Steven said, "Who doesn't know Animal Crossing?" and I had to go check the sales. Uh, New Horizons is at almost forty million units sold. Fucking forty million units. And and you know Ooh. what? If the if the price is right, Nintendo hit me up. I'm willing to give it a go. I'm just not paying for it. I think that's <laughs> more than a third of Switch owners own that game. Well, people probably bought two or anything. Well, anyway, so Animal Crossing, for those who, who don't know, which is very few people, is a, for better, lack of a better word, a life simulation game. Uh, the key difference between, it's very similar to games like Stardew Valley. Uh, I've heard someone compare it to The Sims. I don't really think that's appropriate, but it is. Uh, the main premise of the game is uh, you're on an island, you get a house, you have to, the guy that builds your house essentially gives you a loan to pay that house. So then you have to pay him back. And the second you pay him back, he rewards you by uh, giving you another loan to upgrade your house. Uh, and throughout the thing, you've got to uh, earn money by either chopping down trees, going through fruit, going vegetable, collecting uh, things such as fish or bugs. Uh, and you can even dig up fossils from the ground. I'm really not liking how life simulatory this is. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's too close to home when it starts with, they give you a loan for a house. <laughs> yeah, and you pay it off and it's just paid off with another loan. Um, so the weirdest part about this, so uh, without sort of comparing it to other games, um, a lot of other games like this, it's done sort of the game's own schedule. Like there's a... I think Stardew Valley is a good one because I think it has a 28 game day cycle. Sorry, a 28 minute day cycle. So you wake up at dawn and by the time 28 minutes pass, it's nighttime. Uh, Animal Crossing is not like that at all because it works in real time. Uh, Like, for example, the shop that buys your things, it is only open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. your time. Like, you can sort of play around with the the switch clock or anything but the game really doesn't like you doing that yeah the game really hates you time traveling yeah and if you do it too much it like can stop fruits growing it can really fuck your game up something bad so don't... and it brings the four horsemen of the apocalypse pretty much pretty much like in the in the other games they would pretty much do things like oh uh, wait so this is the other sort of crossing so if you do this the animals get really cross with you yeah they get animal angry this is animal angry part <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so so this sort of I'm in hell. real life. <laughs> hey, we're in hell together. The real hell is the friends you made along the way. <laughs> but so the real drawback with having it in real time 
makes it so pretty much after an hour, you've pretty much done everything. You've watered all your plants, you've picked all your plants, you've sold all your plants, you've talked, spoken to all the other villages on your island. Um, and then it's like, okay, I'm done. Uh, so after that, you can sort of spend time reorganizing things on your island. Like later on, you can sort of terraform and create waterfalls and bridges and all that. Uh, but unless you get to that sort of part, that's a bit sort of a late game type of thing. Before that, like, because I'd play for an hour, I've dug up all my things, I've done all the crafting I can do, I've sold all the things, and it's like, okay, uh, I can't really do anything anymore. Like, I sort of could grind out the, the bugs or the fish or anything, but the, some fish and some bugs are only available at certain times of the day. Uh, and, and maybe that's, this is the goody two-shoes in me. I felt, I, I didn't want to... Uh, go into the switch and sort of change the clock because it's like, well, the game doesn't want me to play like that. Uh, and realistically, probably that's where a lot of the longevity of the game comes from. It's like, okay, I've got uh, an hour a day, I'll sit, I'll do it, and then after that, it's sort of done. Yeah, so does yeah, this no, mean no, that you're exactly playing... What... Mad, you guys are talking at the same time, let's continue doing that. <laughs> no, I have not um, missed that at all. Taking your time is exactly how the game wants you to play because you'll finish it the story, I guess, in like a month. So if you're time traveling, you'll finish it in like a day, but the game wants you to take that month to slowly grind through it. Mm. Mm. My, my question was going to be, uh, if you started this in Australia and feel free to add your physical address to, you know, really set the scene. Um, when you then travel to America, does the switch update your time zone or are you just playing on fucked hours? Playing on fucked hours. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty rough. Like, the, so like the, I think it was like what sixteen hours behind. So uh, it was roughly. So it was like five p.m. would be when would be eight a.m. Australia time the next day. So it would be that's when the store would open. But usually, because I was like out and about traveling, usually I'd quickly play it before I went to bed, or like I'd come home after a big day of walking around, try to stay awake. Uh, for about half an hour, nap for an hour, then head back out and then try to do it when I came back. So that obviously wasn't the way it was supposed to be played. And it was sort of weird, like, playing at the night time at, like, 10 p.m., but the game's telling me it's, like, 1 p.m. and it's really sunny outside. So um, It's probably a bit more enjoyable now that I'm home and I'm synced up to the Animal Crossing club. <laughs> um, but I, it, putting the amount of time I can sort of put into it at one time aside, I'm really enjoying it. Like, it's... I think I've probably disadvantaged myself getting it like two years after. Like I've, I've all my friends are like, hey, what are you playing at the moment? I'm like, oh, Animal Crossing. And everyone's like, well, man, I completely burned myself out from that two and a half years ago. I'm like, yeah, I just got it. Send me tips. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I'm, it's one of those things like the boat's gone, but I can still have fun with it. There's a bunch of like articles I've read about like tips and all 24 best things I wish I knew about Animal Crossing before I started playing it. So I've watched all those. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. But at the same time, it's very play it for an hour and I put it down. I'm like, okay. And it sort of does feel very chory. Like it's, it's a life simulator. And it, it's like, oh, don't forget, I've got to do my Animal Crossing, which I haven't done today, which means I might be doing it uh, quickly after this podcast or during the break or something. But it's one of those things always niggling, like, oh, like, 
got to do the washing, got to do the dishes, got to fucking do my animal crossing thing. Yeah, and and when you don't, do you, do you get the like spiders or like the the shakes from from not crossing your animals or? No, the weeds start to grow on my island. And if the weeds grow on my island, uh, we're getting dank, bro. Hey, uh, I'll be realistically like a really threatening. Surprised you left. <laughs> Um, yeah, weeds go and that ruins my island's rating and I have to go and pick them again. I um, don't want you to do that. But there's like costumes and stuff. You can dress up your animal. You can decorate your island. I'm not a very creative person, so I'm like, I make things very efficient. So it's like all my trees are all my fruit and all my vegetables are in like a perfect grid formation. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. Yeah, but I've been looking at some cool islands online. I'm like, oh, fuck, that looks sick. And I'm like, don't have the imagination to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but maybe it's just have, have you kicked anyone off your island yet? I don't care that much. Um, so it gives some back, background no context. Just... What's no, not really. So it gives a background context. What Seth's saying, Pat. Um, you can have, uh, I think, ten animals on your island. They're villagers. So they sort of come and hang out with you. And there's a bunch of different personalities they have, and a bunch of different hobbies they have, and it's all a whole thing. And some people really dislike some of the animals and you can kick them off the island and get a new one. Uh, and there's like big discords about like, oh, I want this person. Then you have to go visit someone else's island to recruit them. Um, I don't care. It's a, it's, I, I'm not going to be on that island enough to form emotional bonds with uh, ones and zeros. I, I also want to point out that um, sometimes the islanders themselves will be like, you know what, I think I've grown emotionally enough that I can leave this island and you just guilt trip them to stay with you. Nice. Yeah, I had to, there was like this eagle guy that was trying to leave my island and I'm like, no, no, you're cool, you can stay. I do have this one guy, uh, he's like a, he's a horse and his name's like Colt or something. Um, he's pretty cool. But uh, See, you're on a first name basis with him already. You're, you're forming emotions with these ones and zeros. No! <laughs> uh, sorry, Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. Can I recommend it? Yes, it that, does. I think that both passed a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah it's one of those. The, but the, the logic this, question is, if you do recommend it, does anyone else care? <laughs> well, pretty much. And I think there probably are a couple of people that are like, that might have missed the boat when it came out and have switches now. They might be like, oh, I remember this being a big deal, but I didn't have a Switch or their headspace was very different during COVID and now they might want to go back and have a look at it. I imagine there's just going to be a weird number of uh, like islands. Or, like, I don't know how the visitation uh, shit works, but I'm assuming if you go and just like uh, seek out a bunch of islands, they're just going to be these shrines to what these people made when living in uh, lockdown for three months mm. or however long back in 2020. And there'll just be yeah. those little shrines to, to kind of surviving COVID that you can just go and visit, like, like um, those people that explore abandoned buildings. Yeah, or like abandoned towns or yeah, yeah, testing yeah, all facilities, all that kind of stuff. It, it probably is much like that, but it goes sounds Same thing that, uh, man, now I'm just remembering my um, Nintendogs. Yikes. Uh, but <laughs> it is a game they're that- still, like, They're still there waiting for you to come home, man. <laughs> never forget my dad nearly tossed it out of the car. When I got it for Christmas and we're driving home from my grandma's place, and I had to keep calling the name. Shut that fucking oh, dog right. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, Nintendo dogs up. What a game. Um, but it, it does sort of feel like a chore after a bit. And I think it is half of it because I 
I've come at it now as a chore because I'm not a very creative person and I don't care about what things look like. I care about what's the fastest I can get in, do all my stuff and get out. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm not having fun. Um, it's pretty nice sort of to do it like after a big day of work to sort of put on a podcast, um, move quickly, couch. That's a good one. <laughs> and sort of just sort of vibe out while I'm doing it. It's also nice to sort of like listen to music while I'm doing it. But it's, it's very much like, okay, I've done everything I can. I don't care about creating a massive masterpiece. I'm done. I'm putting it down. It's interesting you say that because that, that is sort of where because uh, I don't remember what episode now, if you have all the agendas and shit in front of you, you can go and look it up, I guess, if you're really keen, but uh, Cult of the Lamb, a few episodes ago now, but that, after finishing it, was the same, is a similar kind of thing that it offered to me, of, uh, like, one half of Cult of the Lamb is this kind of base buildy, life simulatory, Stardew Valley, uh, Val- Stardew Valley-y, <laughs> um, Say that kind of thing like that. Fast. It was episode no. 38. Thank you. Um, I, was, I was actually going to guess high 30s, so it wasn't too far off. Mm. Um, uh, but, but like, I, I totally get where you're coming from, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I, when I got to the end of the story of Cult of the Lamb, all the stuff was like, you know, you, you finished the story, now you can just focus on, on building your cult. And I'm like, cool, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if there, was a different, if there was a different element to the game, it'd probably be very different, but because it's only the, the last hour thing, it's pretty much, it's like, essentially it, it boils down to Minecraft without like the combat or the exploration. Uh, and that's an incredibly simplification of it, but it is only limited by your creativity. And if you're not a very creative person like me, it's like, okay. Gonna go yeah, check my breaks for the day. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, only, I, I hate do my chores. companies stick that as like a selling point, like Little Big Planet. The only limit is your imagination and then my dumbass feeling severely limited. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I, I can't do anything. I'm, I'm can't imagine anything. Tell me what to imagine. I'll do it. Yeah. I need the checklist. But yeah, it's, if people are on the fence about it, I highly recommend you looking up some gameplay videos of it um, because it is, you love it or you hate it. Um, and I'm mid on it. Like I, I loved it at the start and I'm getting to that page where it's that stage where it's like, okay. I'm bored now. That's all I have to say about that. Out of 10? Um, oh, games like this are always hard to score out of 10 because it's the thing dragging it down is me because I'm not imaginative to engage <laughs> with the, the, the creative well, mechanics. Steve, here's this crazy idea. Uh, even though you're the one dragging the score down, it's also you, you the one giving your score out of 10. Like, if I don't like a game, yeah. It's because the thing dragging the score down was <laughs> me not liking the game. <laughs> no, but, but, it's, but it's, it's different because it's like a, a gameplay mechanic not being bad versus a gameplay mechanic I'm not using because I, I don't because want to you're use bad. It. Yeah, because I'm bad. I didn't want to say that. Um, it, it's, you recognize it as good, but it's not for you mostly sort of thing. Yeah, it, yeah it's, a, it's a good game, a great game if you're into it. It's a good game for me. So uh, let's give it a six. There, I said it. Wow. Having six sixes with those animals, eh? It shipped 40 million units and you give it a six out of 10. The fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Been two and a half years. Though. You know what? This is, a, this is a call. Everybody refund your copies. <laughs> I think it's too late for that. Don't care. Didn't ask. If we all do it, they can't refuse all of us. 
it's the it's the um the storm area 51 they can't shoot all of us they can't deny <laughs> all of our refunds look if everybody like raises a stink about it all 40 million of us at once apes together strong <laughs> yeah there we go uh cool well thank you for that steve uh seth hi tell us all about sonic frontiers now i'm in hell Okay, so I'm going to politely ask that no one goes and play Pokemon while I'm talking about Sonic for 20 minutes. <laughs> the tr- if you make the conversation engaging, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Do a much better Actually, job than what I do with Animal Crossing. Yeah, I was going to say, Steve, Steve, Steve's going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to play Pokemon. I'm just going to go <laughs> fucking pull out my weeds and um, produce No, I got that Zazai. Got that Dank. That Dank Kush. Give me the Animal Crossing Kush. Animal Cushion. There we go. We've done it. That's the title of the episode. I said it before, I'll say it again. I preferred Dumb Steve. Dumb Steve was more fun. I don't like this weird, <laughs> smart, well, not smart, just smarter. Yeah, I was going to say this wasn't smart at all. It's all that tea tree oil I've been doing. Probably. Oh, God. <laughs> You're not meant to like, inhale it. Yeah, 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 yeah you're not DMT and eating elk again, have you? Uh, DMT tree oil, am I right, fellas? It's an aphrodisiac for when you massage people. <laughs> Is it? I actually don't know. Oh. I'm pulling that out of my ass. Okay. Anyway, Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> okay, that's so crazy. Just- that's where Steve pulled the oil out of. <laughs> ass tree oil. So, so this is a, this is another thing of basically following up Stephen going. Yeah, I recognize this is a good, maybe even great game for a lot of people, but this kind of just isn't for me. Um, it's because that the main gameplay loop on, uh, what what they're calling the open zone environments is just. The entire time I was playing the main game, I felt like I was just kind of on autopilot because they filled the um they filled the map with a bunch of small uh, little tasks to do, and that's meant to be what kind of engages you to play. I didn't I didn't find them all that engaging myself. There's a lot of them that's just like, hey, step on this panel and do a bunch of side steps when this light goes off, or just run to the end of this racetrack, or there's a bunch of grids on the floor go in them in a specific order so that you get them all in one line sort of thing. And they're fine, but they weren't all that great for me. So I was getting a little bored. And uh, the main the main crux of the game for me came from combat and platforming levels. Uh, platforming levels were kind of disappointing um, because... They're all reused assets and reused level designs to the point where it's like, so there's 30 platforming levels in the game, right? Um, in Are Sonic- you asking us or telling us? <laughs> telling, telling. Okay. Um, and, uh, okay, so in Sonic Generations, let's say there's, you've got Green Hill Zone for modern Sonic and it's got multiple sections that are broken up into here's a 3D parts and then here's a 2D parts. What this game does to kind of pad out its uh, level uh, count is that it'll take all the 3D parts of uh, Green Hill Zone from Sonic Generations and do that as one level and stitch them together. And then later on, it'll take all the 2D parts of Green Hill Zone, stitch those together and then make that its own level. And that's kind of stupid and... um. I know it's time saving for them, but I prefer all new original levels. And there are a couple of original levels in this game. And when they do go original, they're very fun. Um, And I want to see them do more with that in a future game. It's just for this one, it's, it's a little cheap. I want to say, um, yeah, it's cheap and disappointing for me specifically. Um, In saying that though, 
it is extremely fun to just kind of go through these levels and speed run them. They're, they're all short and digestible and you can get a run down very quickly and all the speed running tricks that people are discovering are extremely fun to do. So I haven't gotten bored of uh, playing through the levels yet because in in general, they're just really well-designed levels to begin with. So they've always been fun to play. When you're talking short time, what are we talking minutes or are we talking seconds? Like is it 20 seconds some, from some start of, to finish? Some of them are like uh, about... I've had a couple that were like 30 seconds from start to finish, a couple that's like a minute from start to finish, and then you, the later end of it is like two minutes, like two and a half minutes. Uh, okay. Yeah, so... so Interesting. The, the ones that reach a two and a half minutes are few and far between, though. Those are There's only like three or four levels like that. And what makes it, what makes it feel even cheaper is that between the 30 levels, there's only four... Uh, stage themes i want to say like how the environment looks you've got green hill zone looking assets uh chemical plant from sonic 2 uh sky sanctuary from sonic 3 and people are saying this city environment is new but i feel like it's rips from um from speed highway in sonic generations um i'm not 100 is the is 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 the you're talking just the visuals is the background is sorry is the background music uh, similar. Background music is all original. In fact, the the OST for this game is incredible and one of the highlights. Um, all the cyberspace stages are like EDM or techno. Um, and they all really fit like the vibe. I want to say because all of these um levels are supposed to be like you're going into like an uh, a cybernetic world, so they all fit that cybernetic world feel when you're out on the open environment, it's more somber and like exploratory and it's, it's not the best. It's nice enough, but it's very nice to just have backing music while exploring the worlds. Unlike what you have in Pokemon Arceus. I was just about to ask that. Are there periods of silence where you're just whipping around grass and there's just fucking nothing? No, it's always got the music playing the entire time. Yeah. So sorry. Sorry. Sound effect designers. We're putting this, banging soundtrack over what you've done mad yeah <laughs> i'll um, die on that hill and then like the actual actual big highlight of the game for me is the boss fights and i i shared one boss track with you guys i think all of these are like Two. super hardcore heavy metal or hard rock they they go in hard and they're they're some of the best tracks that have ever been in sonic potentially even too good for sonic as it, steve said in the messenger group so yeah, uh, the other, like I was saying, one of the highlights for me was kind of the combat. Oh, being able to draw Amogus uh, symbols around enemies to kill them. Yes, that or penises or... Um, what about vaginas? You could. You could, yes. I haven't seen anyone do that. I thought no, you going to um, say you haven't seen one before. <laughs> <laughs> what a call out on the podcast. Wow. You ever seen a ham sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> moving right on jesus christ <laughs> um, the the combat is a lot of um spectacle over substance it cut it's good enough that it gets its job done and feels fun to play but a lot of it is like making sure that it's extremely flashy for like just visual appeal and that goes the same for the boss fights the boss fights are extremely simple and easy to do and it's a lot of um style over substance but 
there's a lot of like small hidden things in the boss fights that people miss the first time through as well like um you're able to do draw circles around all the bosses and get uh special uh animations for them so the first boss you'll draw a circle around him and you'll whip him up into the air stuck in a tornado and if you do it a second time while he's in the air um it'll just slam him back down into the ground and do a ton of damage second boss gets chained up and third boss gets um held up by spears of light and yeah uh it's kind of more of the same thing like the the boss fights just use the same type of um combat gameplay that's already in the main game it's just ramped up a little bit in the visual departments that extra uh, that extra mile and the uh boss the boss tracks behind it just kind of help sell that to the point where the boss fights alone were making up for the tedium of the open world for me okay so, so expand, I guess expand on what you mean by that because the tedium of the open world the whole game's selling point was that it was open world, right? Are you saying that you would rather it not take an open world direction for future games or just that they need to refine their approach this time? They need to refine the approach. I was fine with it. It's fun to run around the open world. It's just the things that you do on the open world weren't engaging to me. And I've seen it's engaging for a lot of other people and I'm happy for them that it is. But for me personally, it wasn't that great. Like the highlights of the open world for me were when on the second island, for example, um, there's this whole big uh, floating platforming stage that you just kind of run through for a couple of minutes to um go get a chaos emeralds and that was that was a big highlight for me that was really fun to do um the third island has something similar um and then it doesn't for the rest of the game there's nothing of that caliber for the rest of the game there's um five islands in total and you can feel the budget starting to run out on the third island unfortunately as well wait so like halfway through the game like the budget's gone like i was sorry it feels like the budget's gone yeah yeah, Jesus, grim. Um, to to explain that, so the fourth and fifth islands are built off the base of the first island, so they're very similar uh, visually and environmentally. Um, by the time you get to the third island, uh, the island bosses, uh, like mid tier bosses, I want to say, um, the mid tier bosses start repeating, so they were fully unique from island one and island two and in island three you start getting repeats of ones that appeared in island one and then island five also um repeats a bunch from um island one while bringing in a couple of new ones so it, it sounds like that you would have preferred maybe a hub world's too generous but like almost a stage select screen uh, rather than just have the tedium of the open world like is is the open world padding for the sake of padding no, that's the thing. The open world is the main game. Uh, it's all the other oh, stuff. Jesus. It's all the other stuff that's um uh, padding for the sake of padding, as you want to put it. Um, sort of. Uh, so it's like, yeah, this. I I'm probably like very underselling it because I wasn't that into it. There is things for people here. I. It, it's uh, it's fun to control Sonic in these open worlds. Um. But yeah, personally, I wasn't big into it. It was mm. everything else that I was here for um, to the point where it's like, I hope that the next game goes more of a Sonic Adventure 1 direction where they use these open worlds as like a means for telling a story and moving between level to level. That's the open world curse now. Maybe your video games are going that way. Yeah. 
Also, I, I want to quickly point out um, <laughs> Island 4 is just Ubisoft to Tower Island, but it's more fun than Ubisoft Towers because... I'm in I, hell. <laughs> I, I saw there, there's a cutscene showing six really tall towers growing on the island out of nowhere. And my reaction was, oh boy, here's the Ubisoft Towers. But no, it's all just like really big vertical platforming stages for like 20 minutes like to do all six of them i feel like it's about 20 minutes and that that was fun it was the best ubisoft towers i've ever played i don't know that that's the high bar that you think it is yeah it definitely seems like a i had fun it was shit but this is the funnest part of this shit yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's weird because this is like i recognize this is a good game it's just again this wasn't for me it, this is for other people was it a good sonic game it's that's the weird part. It's probably the best 3D Sonic game. Steve, oh. Steve, we just went through this. You can't say was this the best Sonic game. That's not a high bar. Yeah, yeah. There, good point. There's but, some good Sonic games. So shout out to Sonic yeah. Heroes. Oh, play Sonic Heroes now. It doesn't hold up. Uh, it's nostalgia <laughs> at best. God, that was such a good game, man. We are now going through Crush 40's discography. Oh, I need that's- Crush 40 back at some point as well. Yeah, it doesn't have Crush 40 on the album, does it? Sorry, no, on the it doesn't. Oh. Also, a, a thing to praise the um, boss fight themes. So, um, in marketing, they showed uh, two songs. There's a main theme called I'm Here, and then they showed a credits theme was going to be done by One OK Rock. Those are the two weakest vocal themes in the game, and those are great tracks. So, the, the vocal music themes are setting a very high bar for Sonic in these games. Mm. Mm. I'm just glad it has something going for it. Yeah, I... I, yeah. saw, I I was glad I found things to enjoy in this game, personally. Like, I didn't want to be super down on it. Uh, in the lead-up to the game, I talked at length every time it was shown off, like, this this doesn't look great. Uh, it needs... At, at the beginning, it was like, oh my god, this needs polish. It looks awful. <laughs> um, but no, it, overall, what they've done with the game is fine. It's It's good. I am disappointed I didn't like the open world as much as they wanted me to. Is that pop-in really an issue? Yes. Because the amount of video... Okay, yes. that's, that's, that's <laughs> pop is horrible. Ridiculous. Yeah, I saw a couple of videos of, like, a couple of meters in front, like a big pop-in tower, and I'm like, surely that's on the Switch handheld version. But No, it, I think this is a game that was built on the Switch and an upscaled for everything else but it didn't uh, they didn't fix the pop-in issues that came with it being on the switch right do be like that is the switch limiting this generation yes oh <laughs> hard yes <laughs> fuck that thing it needs to go so When's, so yeah, really the the, the the full the um the frontier that sonic had to get to was the technical frontier of what the switch is capable of oh oh um I just remembered there was one more thing I wanted to touch on before we um we wrapped up this discussion. Um, so I, I was singing the praises of the boss fights. They're all phenomenal. The final boss fight sequence sucks. Um, like I was saying, um, the budget was running out by the time you hit the third island. Um, this, what ends up happening is that the final Titan is just a repeat of the first one, but more of a bullet hell. And... Um, and once you beat that, if if you're on hard mode, it is only a hard mode thing. You go into a second phase, and the second phase is a um a, a Ikaruga clone for some reason. 
and that's how they end out the game. For for those for those who don't yeah. know, Ikaruga is a uh, is a top down shoot 'em up. Oh, so fucking near automata. Yeah, um, basically they they did near automata mini games. Actually, yeah. One more, one more thing, one more for real. This is a sunny, this is a sunny game. <laughs> the, you, one, get two more, you get two more last things, man. No, 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 but, 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 but the budget ran out about four minutes ago, so you're going to have to start repeating yourself soon. Uh, that, that's, that's fine, because I was going to start saying what this game is repeating from other things. So we all saw from like the outset, this is heavily influence, influenced by Breath of the Wild. To, and I don't know why, but the developers refused to admit it. Like they were asked like, oh, hey, so is there Breath of the Wild influences in this game? And they're like, oh, you know, people on the development staff uh, really like Breath of the Wild. But no, this is wholly original, not like anything else that's out on the market. And it's just like, no, stop it. You're lying. Um, other things it decides it wants to rip off are near Automata, like I mentioned with the shoot 'em up. Um, and also Shadow of the Colossus for its story and Titans. Uh, I need yeah, to play that game. That, that seemed pretty clear from uh, all of the material around the bosses that I've seen. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, so... Um, the bosses, what you have to do is before you fight them is you got to climb up them and get to their heads so you can get the final Chaos Emerald that each of them are holding to start to initiate the fight, which is very similar to Shadow of the Colossus of get up to the head and smack its weak spot for these boss for those fights. But also just in general, the story is just hard Shadow of the Colossus ripoff. There's an ancient evil that's uh, trapped somewhere and it's speaking to Sonic through... A mixture of like a mix of female and male vocals mixed together and uh, it's uh, the entire story is sonic taking on this curse as he's defeating these titans because and by defeating them he's releasing the evil out onto the world wait so it just seems like guy. it's a kind of yeah. the, the only way for him to save his friends is to also release the ancient evil because they're all stuck in the they're all stuck in the cyberverse with that ancient evil this literally could be any JRPG from 2005 to 2015, I'll be honest with you, but now this one's got Sonic, so I guess we've come full circle. <laughs> yeah, Sonic gets very JRPG and anime central in this game. A lot of, a lot of big anime style set pieces are in this game. And, and Super all... Sonic making a... Super Sonic? Pardon? Super Sonic makes an appearance? Super Sonic is what you use for every boss fight. So he oh, appears, fantastic. He appears oh. multiple times throughout the game. There we go. You will get my money when it's. You know what? What do you mean? Fair. It's, it's yeah. an anime game. <laughs> oh, it's an anime game. Fuck, thirty-three then. All right. Yep. You know what? Fair. Uh, I I recommend this game when it is at thirty-three dollars. Is it DLC coming out? Like, is there a weird season pass thing? No weird season pass, but they did say they're going to have like a year's worth of um of free DLC coming out. Like they've already started doing that with a monster hunter collab that just came out and that monster hunter, monster collab, hunter. <laughs> that monster hunter collab breaks the game. <laughs> there we are. So it's just like costumes. It's all like little mini games. Is it like an expansion or anything? Yeah, no, no expansions. It's like costumes and little expansions. So I fi final talking point, And then I promise we move on again. Another um, one. The, the monster hunter, the way the monster hunter DLC breaks the game is that, um, you you unlock the uh, meat cooking mini game from Monster Hunter, and uh, if you go into the area where Big the Cat is fishing, you can go cook the meat there. Um, 
earn to earn currency tokens by cooking it perfectly and then spending all that currency on all the progression items you need to go through the game so you don't actually have to interact with anything in the world you could just go out cook meats for the entire game and that'll be the way you progress through the story what does sonic yeah. need with well done steaks though eats it but he already has full stamina no you you have a stamina gauge in this game I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, it's got the um, the Breath of the Wild stamina gauge as well, yep. which is fucking strange. Because oh, that's true. That's right. It does. I can put. Yeah, which that. is strange. Because when I think about Sonic, I think about running and not about fucking stamina gauges. Um, there, there is a small trick you can do where if you draw an infinite symbol, then um, you the stamina gauge doesn't go down for about ten minutes. What is this? A two thousand fourteen gauge? Yeah, yes. yeah, I was gonna say, is that, is that a, a small thing? Is, like, is, that's either a small thing of a horrific bug or an intentional cheat code. It's intentional because they put an infancy symbol on the stamina bar. Ah. But yeah, no, um, I, I am done. Uh, I give this like a 7 out of 10 and recommend it to people. Um, it would have been lower if it wasn't for those highs being super high and really make me appreciate those things all i'm saying is seth if the game that shipped 40 million units got a 6 out of 10 and this is a 7 we're expecting big numbers from sonic frontiers it's doing big numbers for the sonic franchise but is it big numbers only because uh the bar is slightly higher yeah the bar's very low so there's just okay we're just gonna hop over it not even a jump Uh... um i guess the same thing could be said of pokemon but that's Discussion for another time. I I don't know how you want to rank the bar, but this is smashing every record uh, for the, Sonic the before. Last four or five Sonic games been shit. They they have, but like there's, there's been and whatever else game. The the last really good one was Generations, and this feels like this feels like the first really ambitious game since Unleashed, which was two thousand and eight. Unleashed did not come out in 2008. Unleashed came easily. out at the end of 2008. Yeah. I, when did I, Sonic and the Black Knight come out? Now, that was 2009. Was, that was the last Sonic game I've probably played. You know what? It should not it, exist. It was, a, it was probably a high point for uh, the that series was a high at point. some point. For some I was a high point in Steve's life, I'll tell you that. Fuck, I was like, what, 14 at the time and I knew it was a shit game. I had shit taste back then and I knew that was a bad game. <laughs> I, I rented it from Blockbuster. Sonic and the Black Knight and Sonic Frontiers both prove that Sonic is infinitely cooler with a sword. <laughs> he doesn't need a sword. He doesn't. He goes fast. Him <laughs> now, I hate him going fast really and slicing things up. I don't want to. Whatever. I think he'd be cooler with a gun, personally. No. Wouldn't he be faster than the bullet? Uh, now, that seems like a shadow thing. The only thing that can stop a bad Sonic with a, <laughs> with a gun is a good Sonic with a gun. Mmm. Uh, but yeah, cool. Thank you for that, Seth. I think we pin the discussion there and move on. On to what? Astro's Playroom. Uh, well, do you want to talk about that? I'm, my no, understanding is it's really. a borderline tech demo, but well, and you want to hey, save Ratchet that's... for when you finish it, right? Yeah, I want to save Ratchet for when I finish it. Astro's Playroom. Uh, it's free. Cannot recommend it highly enough. Wait, so hang on. Xbox gamey, Xbox Xbox gamey here. 
So my understanding was it came pre-installed on the PS5. Is yes. that true? Yes. Okay. One point five. Literally play it as you're installing other games. Yes. Ah. Yeah, I've, I've heard good things. I've heard it's very good use of the, how the controller works. I fucking love that controller demo when you boot up the game. Like, Wait, it, let, it does... let's, get, let's get Pat to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's uh, get Pat to talk about it a little bit. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I'll, I guess we'll just do a cliff notes. Um, it is tech demo-y, uh, but that's sort of what you want because this is kind of the first, like as you say, pre-installed on a, on a new console generation, so it makes sense for it to be um, tech demo-y for this generation. Uh, the control thing that Seth's talking about at the start is uh, when the game first loads, it uh, it shows you a few things that probably aren't obvious when you pick up a PlayStation controller for the first time. Uh, stuff like the the central kind of trackpad-y thing operating both as a trackpad and also a clickable button. Uh, because Lord knows, after PS3, I looked at the PS4 controller with that and went, why? <laughs> and even now, I still kind of think why, because I would almost rather they just swap the I don't think anyone button. has I don't think anyone has used it as a trackpad since Infamous Second Son, which came yeah. out like six months after the PS4 came out. I yeah. think there was something I was playing recently like not recently. Um no, I can't remember. It's been well, uh, I don't have PS5, but for the PS4 track control. The um no the, something like that. What's, anyway. what's the word? Uh the muscle memory of uh things like pressing select to open the map or always pressing the second kind of physical button to open the map or open the menu. Uh, and then since PS4, that becoming a share button because Lord knows why you ever not want to be able to share clips and stuff with your friends and the map button becoming the full trackpad button. That one still gets me every so often or how games uh, like Ratchet and Clank, for example, there's the pause menu and then there's the like game menu where like in older games you would press the pause button and go to say your weapons menu and let's take Ratchet and Clank for a sec you you press the, the start button and it'll pause the game and it's basically do you want to quit the game or not because all of your actual relative to the game you're playing uh, menus are on the trackpad button it's just sort of a weird like I know why they've done it that way it's just not intuitive and so to have something like Astro's Playroom as hey, this controller is probably more advanced than smartphones were like 10 years ago. Um, here is a few of the things that they can do. And to do that in like a fun, um, very kind of homage to where, where Sony came from through different generations and stuff is, is, is quite cool. Uh, I platinumed it because of course I did. Um... Oh, is it, is it an easy thing. platinum? Is it yeah, yeah, yeah. Platinum? It's it's, yeah, it's okay, an easy cool. platinum. Um, one interesting thing. So one of the trackpad controls is you have to run around in like a zorb. Like you, you're supposed to swipe on the trackpad and it sort of rolls rolls your character in a ball in a particular direction. And for whatever for whatever reason, because I I got I have the the one PS5 controller with the with the PS5, and then I bought a second one just because you wanted it to match the planks. Well, I did, but I'm saying, like, even to have a second controller, there's no reason not to get a second controller because, you know, Isn't either... On the chance you need it. Yeah, either, either swapping the controller if, if you can't be bothered playing and charging at the same time or wanting to play with another human. Um, but one of the controllers... So both are new, but one of the controllers, the trackpad works fine, 
but the swipe mo uh, movements across the trackpad do not. Oh, it's no. weird. And so, uh, and so I, I was using that for this level going, what's, like, what's wrong with this? I don't remember it being, because I've played bits of Astro's Playroom on other people's PS5s in the past, but uh, everything told me that the trackpad was working fine, right? Because it is, like, um, doing, like, slingshot movements and stuff is all fine, but trying to do, like, a one-fingered kind of swipe motion to roll a ball just did not work. And then um, uh, swap it with the other controller, it's like, oh, oh no, it's just a, it's just sort of a, it's just a controller problem. And so then the question becomes, Clearly this is faulty because it's not working as intended. Is it worth the effort to try and replace the controller? Or because I don't think any game outside of tech demo-y ones give a shit about swipe movements on the trackpad, do I just not care? Um, what decision caring. did you- Yeah, I was yeah, about to and, say, and, what decision yeah. did you land on? Honestly, just the effort bars- Because I know that one of them works, it should be fine. Unless, for whatever reason, I'm playing a multiplayer game where I need both control- well, where- where there is an advantage to being able to use both controllers, then uh, maybe, but for now at least, eh, having one, having one bung one's fine, even though it works 99% of the time. Um, yeah, easy platinum, really fun looking Question, at all the Easter eggs. What was your favorite reference and, in the game? Um, the, like those, those Easter eggs you just mentioned as I was cutting you yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the Ratchet and Clank one uh, was quite... Uh, yeah, I liked the Ratchet and Clank one, and I liked the Uncharted one, just because you didn't have to look too hard to realize what they were kind of uh, referencing. Yeah. Um, that and the, the Astro sort of bot style, having extra headgear to kind of look like a Lombax is, is just kind of kooky and, and funny to me. Um, yeah, I don't really know that there's a huge amount more to say. Highly recommend it. It comes pre-installed. You should definitely play it. Play it while you're installing something bigger like Ratchet and Clank or God of War. Yeah, any next-gen game, to be honest, they're all pretty big these days. Yeah, no, that that's the other thing that's hit me. We're sort of no longer talking about Playroom, but just in terms of um, the game space in general. I I was lucky enough that because of when I got it, uh, I picked up a um, an external SSD, or like not an external, but like an expansion SSD for the PlayStation, um, a two terabyte one, uh, for. Not cheap, but cheaper because we're sort of getting to the time of uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, but without it, the 600-odd gigs that comes available on the PS5... It doesn't last long. No. <laughs> it comes I, very quickly. I am constantly deleting things off that because I don't have an expansion. I need to at some point. Mm. Um, I think for now, I just need to back things up on a hard drive if I want to keep them around. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's I'm, it's an interesting yeah fine fine Steve go give us the no, Xbox no, no. take well no, no no it's pretty much the same take it's just I'm a person that has a game downloaded I play it then I delete the game unless it's something weird like I've still got multiverses and Halo installed in case I want to go back but it's a rare exception to the rules I don't really see the need yeah. to have it hanging around but I have spoken to other friends and I realize that is a me oh no no I am on that same kind of boat like. Final Fantasy VII Remake takes up like 90 gigabytes, so that goes off Fucking the hunt. That, that goes off the SSD the moment I'm done with it because that is a lot of space that can be used on other games. Um, how, would you like, how, how would you like one-sixth of all of the space available on a stock PS5 to go to one game? I, I don't want that, thank you very much. Right. Even, um, because uh, I got the um, seven-day trial for PlayStation Plus and actually... Uh, 
I think they're doing a discount on the year-long subscription at the moment, so yeah, I might just yeah, buy Black the, Friday the sales are starting, one. and PSN is doing its Black Friday sales. Everyone's doing their Black Friday sales now. Yeah, yeah Xbox is one started as well. The um the because that that gives me access to uh one of the new Assassin's Creeds. I forget which. Oh, Valhalla, I think, and then also uh, Miles Morales. And ah, nice. Between those two, that's like a hundred and twenty-ish gig. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. It's, it's, a like, play, yeah. it's a lot of playtime as well. And most of that oh, is from the Ubisoft game, right? <laughs> I mean, not by... Well, pr- most is probably true, but I mean, Miles Morales isn't exactly small. No, it's um, not. But yeah, it's, it's just crazy just seeing whatever I think, because some of the stuff, even like um, Rocket League, I don't remember the space that it's taken up on my computer, but I downloaded it again for PS5. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, was it always, like, multiple gigabytes? Like, I'm, I'm sure it is, you know, a, a solid somewhere between, uh, I want to say it's sort of ballpark five gigs on, on PC. But the, the PS5 download, I'm pretty sure, is approaching 10, if not higher. And it's just like, whew, this, is, this has gone up. Or, like, um, Rift Apart's another good example, because I have the disc. I bought the, the, the disc for that when I bought the PS5. And it installed... I think 35 gigs or so. Yeah, no, it installs the entire game on there because it's going to just read the game off the SSD. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's crazy. Some um, games don't even, they're pretty much a license on the CD these days. Because Blu-ray discs only hold about, like, what, 50 gigs? 100 if it's um, dual-layered. Oh, uh, yeah. I think. Well, my understanding is that you use dual-layer for games because it's, like, there's a, there's a couple expensive. of games where they're like, we'll just do 250 gigs. One's a data disc, the other one's a play disc. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, Cyberpunk was, two discs. Red Dead was that as well, same as Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Oh, I remember, when, oh this is in the Xbox 360 days, and I'm getting us off topic as always. Uh, but LA Noir was four discs. Wasn't Final Fantasy thirteen three discs? It no, was, it was. 13 discs, yeah. 13, it's in the name. <laughs> Must have lost my other 10 discs. <laughs> I remember back in the day, people saying Metal Gear Solid 4 will never come out on 360 because it would have to be on eight discs. Yeah, that was, I, it wasn't like Metal Gear Solid like had, 4 had like heaps of troubles. Like he had to cut so much stuff because it wouldn't fit on the disc. Like he tried so hard. I don't think uh, it's a 50 gig game. Actually, maybe wait, back wait, then it would have been 25 gigs for the um, Blu-ray. Oh, Christ. Man, Kojima just loves to put as much as he can. It was, it was, it was, a, big, I, I it was the, a big game. It was meant to be the last Metal Gear Solid for the third time. Mm. <laughs> I, I heard that all the extra space on the Blu-ray, he just put photos of himself on it to just fill up the space. Probably I did. wouldn't be surprised. Be such That's a baller move if, if, if like, uh, yeah, yeah. Just imagine like, imagine data mining the game disc and being like, hey, it seems like there's a lot of photos on here. And you open one up, like it's all... They're not copy-pasted. They're, they're all similar photos, just slightly different, and they're all of Hideo Kojima. And there's one that's, like, really close. <laughs> it's like, boom! And there's one of the images is of you. <laughs> Ooh! It's, you it's sitting he, in your lounge. It's what he had to do before he could start putting himself into the games like Metal Gear Solid Five and Death Stranding. Oh, uh, good. Um, yeah, uh, basically all that I want to speak about the PS5. Um, I intend to play Miles Morales, Valhalla, uh, finish Rift Apart and finish Ragnarok. I that was probably the complete opposite order to how I'm going to be playing these. But um, yeah, and uh, oh, Seth, someone yes. else who is interested in NFS Unbound. What platform are you thinking of getting it on? Ah, uh, probably PC. Yeah, I'm I'm tossing that one up because I'm I'm I can see the merit on either side getting yeah. it on PS5 versus getting it on PC. So it, that one I'm undecided on. It seems like one of those games that I could go either way on. 
I, I haven't yeah, fully committed yet. Yeah, neither, neither. <laughs> I need to figure this out. I need to match it up with what everyone else is playing it on. Anyway. Wait, has that game yeah. come out yet? No, nah, it comes out oh, December 2nd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know I missed it. You guys spoke about it like four weeks ago. Four. Uh, they're yeah, going, like, all the news they're drops going, like the week you left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that looks... Um, I am very interested to see how that game goes because instead of like realis- realism, it's gone like anime. Yeah, and I'm so excited. And yeah, every time I, someone, every time someone bitches about the art style in the comments, I go, "Fuck you! This game's for me." <laughs> yeah, it's the complete everyone's opposite like, oh of my all god. the games we've talked about this week where they were not for us. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, just just remaster Underground Two, bro! Just go play Underground Two. <laughs> yeah, you know win. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, I think I think we finish it there, and that means we finished with part one, the round the lounge for this big old episode fifty of ours. Uh, means we get to move on to part two for this week, which is of course the news. And starting off, uh, Seth uh, slipped me a note. The note says, "I have your family. Let me play a guessing game." And yep, no, one of those is an image with him pointing a gun at my parents. Uh, Seth, your guessing game. Yeah, so uh, the first news docket I want to get out of the way is, so yesterday, yesterday night, two employees from Square Enix got arrested for insider trading of um, stocks for Dragon Quest. Does anyone want to take a guess of who got arrested that was related to Square Enix? I didn't realize it was two of them, but I know it was uh, the hit creator of Balan Balans. Is it Balan Balan? Whatever. Um, Yuji Naka. Yep, Eugene Naka got um, arrested for insider trading. I don't know who the second one was. Well, it's a, guessing ga- it's, it's a guessing game. Who do you, well, we who do you- only know one of them was Eugene Naka. Uh, you reckon we- it's like Nomura or something? <laughs> Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts Bros, I'm sorry. I, I think he's well enough off with all the art projects he gets that he doesn't need to worry about embezzling money into the company. I think it would be really funny if it was just someone totally left field like Reggie fils <laughs> He somehow got a job at Square Enix and instantly decided he was going to take a hit out. <laughs> Chose violence. <laughs> he, he just wakes up and he's like, time to do some insider trading. And then he just rubs his hands together. It's a me, uh, insider trading. <laughs> but no, uh, what happened here is that he spent 2.8 million yen on aiming shares. Uh, they were about to announce at the time that they were going to be rec- uh, releasing Dragon Quest Tax, a mobile game exclusive in uh, in Japan. He did this <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought you meant tax, just like a tax on all Dragon Quest. Like, oh yeah, that's an interesting take. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, tax as in T-A-C-T. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I, thought you, I thought you meant T-A-X. Yeah, no, no. Um, uh, he did this right before the announcement was going to happen so that he could sell the stocks after the inevitable of, hey, we're making a Dragon Quest game and the stocks just skyrocket into the millions. Um, yeah, and to not be subtle about it at all, uh, with Balan Wonderworlds, they also slipped in a little pamphlet advertising Dragon Quest tax. Wow. Far out. That's... Well, how much was it, like 2.3 million yen you said? So it's like what? 2.8 2. million, 2. 8 million yen. It's about 20,000 yeah. US. Yeah. 28,000 was like a million dollars Australian. Um, <laughs> far out. I mean, with, with insider trading like that, you'd think that he was almost a senator of some sort. Mm, a speaker of some sort of house, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we one, one, now. one might say, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, any, any else you want to tack, tack onto that, Seth? Uh, I, 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 I know just, nothing. Just it's wild. 
just as yeah, just as a side note, I have never heard of anything like this happening, like in the games industry. Like you hear about it in movies, it happens sort of all the time, just no one cares. Well, that's uh, so. I I kind of disagree. I think uh, I think for it to be out and out insider trading is new. But yeah, yeah, insider trading at- is new, but I haven't. But there's been a lot of other things. Yeah, like um, the one that I keep thinking. Well, the the one that came into my mind on the back of that story was um, good old good old Randy Pitchford, who just pays himself like a couple mil or something on the back of announcing Borderlands Three. Oh God, that's right. And oh, also that's embezzling right. money. He embezzled money from Sega for what was supposed to be for Aliens, Colonial Marines into Borderlands Two. Yeah, just all, all of that kind of stuff. And so it's like, it's it's insider trading, but it's not, we don't call it insider trading. So I think shit like this happens all the time. It's just, <laughs> Yuji Naka was dumb enough to get himself got. <laughs> all he had to do was just draw up a contract that says, I am the God King and can do what I like and, and everything would be fine. It's also <laughs> amazing because six months before Balan Wonderworld came out, he got fired from Square Enix. So this was happening in like a, this was happening in a very small window of his employment there. Like he got in, found every secret he could about Dragon Quest and then just tried to make bank off it. And you know what? Based. <laughs> I hope he has fun in jail. On what? Okay, like doesn't matter. I might have seen that episode of The Simpsons when they go to jail in Japan. I'm sure it's exactly the same. <laughs> I'm sure it's exactly the same too. Um, Right. Well, uh, thank you for the guessing game, Seth. Uh, please release my family. Um, Never. Moving, moving on, uh, we have uh, some news about the title update 3 for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. All right. Uh, Can I get an iPhone this part out of the way right now? I don't care. Sure. I didn't ask. They're, releasing, <laughs> they're releasing a free DLC voice pack for Kagami. He's voiced by Eco Raptor. Get fucked, Ego Raptor. I, get, I don't believe that. As someone who doesn't play, um, what? That's crazy. What? Yeah, it's if you open up the video and go into the um description, it says Kagami is voiced by the one and only Aaron Hansen, which is Ego Raptor. That is crazy. I did not heard that. This name. this ensures I never buy that voice pack. Wow, that's, that's just uh, that's such a buy, weird. Buying, buying a voice pack in general is uh, full and their money is easily parted. Um, <laughs> True. That's wild, man. Interesting. Uh, so, have either of you seen the rest of what's coming in Title Update Three? No, I saw the Eco Raptor part and I I clicked out. Actually, okay, no, that's well, not true. I saw the stuffed animal weapons. Yes. So there's a, there's a few things that I want to hit on here. Um, one, stuffed animal weapons. I uh, <laughs> I will I have been trying to find ways. So. I cannot praise Capcom highly enough for doing this level of free content month in, month out. And- Yeah, no, it's amazing what they do. But the problem is a lot of what they've tried to get as paid DLC alongside it is stuff that I just do not give a shit about. Hairstyles for Hunters, who cares? Particular like um, costume level outfits, mostly who cares? Some of them are kind of okay, but still not enough that, that I pay for What the fuck were you thinking? Eager Raptor, what the fuck are you thinking? The, again, like voice packs and stuff. As as Steve said, I, w- I wouldn't buy anyway. But give me a stuffed, give me a stuffed uh, monster hunter animal like weapon layered lay- layered weapon pack. I'm in. Yeah, no, <laughs> just, so I'm looking cool. at the T Grex uh, um, hunting corn right now, and it's amazing. Yeah, I love it so much. So the Naga Kuga longsword is fantastic. I'll be getting that immediately. I cannot wait. Those are. It's it's so clever. 
uh, doing something like that. Because uh, yeah, I no. actually have, I, I bought one of the layered weapon packs that came out in Tuttle Update 1, I think. The, the um, kind of runic, futury sort of one. Um, the, the dual blades set looked the coolest, where everything just kind of floats behind you. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe. But one one of the sets I, I've I've already bought, but I will absolutely be buying the um stuffed animal one. So aside from the stuffed animal one, um, a couple of interesting points to note. So one, uh, way back when they announced that Shigaru Magala was coming to uh Sunbreak, I said it would be sick if they introduced Chaotic Gormagala. And chances are, one, both, or when Josh was here, all three of you said, "What the fuck is Chaotic Gormagala?" Chaotic Gormagala is the kind of intermediary stage between Gormagala and Shigaru Magala. Uh, first introduced Monster Hunter Four, where it's a Gormagala who has matured to the point where it should be transforming into Shigaru, but gets stuck halfway and is pissed. But the cool thing uh, is that not only is it a sick design monster, but the weapons are also this kind of hybrid design. Gormagala, Shigaru Magala. So I am super happy that they've not only brought it back, but brought it back as part of the free title update, because this isn't a subspecies, or maybe on a technical level, it's programmable like a subspecies, but uh, it's still very much its own monster. So very happy with that. Um, the other couple ones that I want to hit, Risen Teostra, fine. <laughs> I mean, the nuke is kind of a one hit kill anyway. So a Risen nuke, I guess, will one hit kill you faster. I don't know. Uh, but Risen Kashala is interesting because there is already a subspecies called Rusted Kashala Deora, um, which this is different to, and I don't know if they will ever bring back Rusted Kashala. Uh, I don't is it like what... Rusty or something? What's the deal with Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, oh. like, Kashala Deora is, is a metallic dragon, and Rusted is, like, it's, it's super old and... Um, not old and like frail, but old and like battle hardened. <laughs> and oh, so yeah, like it's uh, scarred. Yeah, yeah. And so and so its its armor slash scales have rusted from just all the battles that it's seen. And uh you need or needed uh white sharpness plus for it not to bounce on any part of its body. White sharp what that's like the highest if my memory serves, it's like the highest one you Pur- purple get. purple's the highest. But oh, yeah, it was it was um it was certainly up there, but it gave you some awesome armor when you eventually did kill it. Uh I don't remember Right, you got the right materials, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I remember using the arms for something. Again, this is Monster Hunter 4. Um uh, Kashara I it's it's got the same root, but I don't remember the armor set. It, it's like Kush and then something Kushaga, Kushara. I'm not sure. Anyway, Russ has a different move they're, set from uh, regular Kushala. That dang Kush, yeah. Another marijuana joke. How that's funny. But uh, but it's yeah. Basically, I'm I'm not excited for Risen Teostra. Uh, Risen Camellius is a prick. So Risen Teostra, I'm assuming is going to be a similar boat. But Risen Kushala, I'm. Killed. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I look at them and, and shudder with fear for all three, to be honest. Um, but I, I also saw, and I didn't quite get the full details of, but um, being able to bring followers with you on, is it more uh, Master Rank and Anomaly, and Anomaly quests? I think so. I 
don't know if they went into too much detail on that. They, they briefly flashed it up during the trailer, but I didn't go back and look into it. Anyway, basically more changes come into that as well. So all in all, just once again, more shit to do in Sunbreak for free. Yeah, Big yeah. Fan. You can bring them to almost every Master Rank quest, including Anomaly quests and Investigations. Okay, that's perfect because I, I'm at the stage where I'm basically needing to solo higher level Anomaly quests and- And having those <laughs> extras will help. It is. It, it, yeah, it will. Because Doing a solo is not fun. Yeah, they're, they're multiplayer-focused things. They are. Sounds they easy. very much are. Builds uh, and ratio, dead good, et cetera, et cetera. That's et cetera, et cetera. That's coming out November 24th. Anything else you want to add from either of you two, or shall we move on? Uh, thank you for listening to our podcast, uh, Capcom. I believe that is the only reason why uh, Patrick would have gotten the monster he wanted into the game this early. <laughs> I'm still, yeah, I don't play Sunbreak. Will I play it? Maybe. Um, but I think it's really good of them to keep releasing not only good content, but free content. That's like Yeah, and it's crazy. continuing yeah. until spring. Yeah, like it's not just like, oh, this is it, we're done. It's like, well, we've got more stuff to do, I guess. Just because crazy. If, if they were releasing these as paid DLC packs, I would still be buying them in a heartbeat. So the fact that they're doing this for free is awesome, and I want to support them by buying paid <laughs> DLC packs that would actually be useful to me, which is stuff like, like the, the awesome- gun. Exactly. But it won't be shit like listening to Egoraptor voice a character. Um, this is why I play on Monster Hunter language. No risk of Egoraptor. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, moving on next up in the list. Uh, Evil Mars Story trailer. I- I don't really have a lot of context for this one. Seth, this seems so, like a you article, or it's actually or it's it's a Seth put it in the docket as he always does. Um, but this is probably for me because it is the new Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Engage that is coming out. Yeah, you um, didn't get it, to talk about this with us the first time it showed up. I did not. It seems to be a very it's a very Nintendo thing to do to be like, hey, lovable franchise, everyone's going to play it. Comes out soon. Um, Fantastic. I loved the the 2019 Fire Emblem that came out. Uh, three Houses. I thought Three it was Houses? Fucking, yep, Three Houses. It's fantastic. It is, I am literally probably, before Pokemon came out, I was very close to replaying it again. Uh, but now that this is coming out, um, I will most likely, I probably will go back and replay it realistically. Uh, and I've already got this pre-ordered, so I will play this when it comes out. I am very excited for it. Yeah, and they just released a three and a half minute trailer that showcases oh, yes, a little bit of the story. Um, it basically just showing things we kind of already knew of. Um, basically, these engagement rings have the souls of the um past lords in it. So this is basically acting as an anniversary game to celebrate the franchise. Um, we see a couple of extra lords that we didn't see before, like we see Roy, my boy, in this one. Um, and there also seems to be some story hints of, uh, before the main character had amnesia, they had some falling outs that made them turn evil. Uh, Marth can, Marth and the other engagement rings can be taken by evil forces and used by them. And it's really funny because, um, in Fire Emblem, hero units are blue and enemy units are red. So Marth literally just goes from blue to red in this trailer when he's switching sides. I, uh, I think that's... It'd be very interesting to see what this gameplay gameplay mechanic looks like actually in situ. Like, is it actually like a if the wrong player character or allied force or whatever you want to call it gets defeated, is their ring lost and the enemy picks it up and they use it? I'm very, very excited to see what it is. Yeah, I I kind of imagine it'll just be specific story sequences that will happen. But if it can happen in gameplay, that'll be 
even more uh, fun to see. Like having a fifth class character steal a ring from you would be infuriating, but really funny. Mm. God, that'd be fucking infuriating, actually. Um, God, I hate these characters. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's about all we need to touch on on that one. Uh, it comes out late January, if anybody's interested. I believe so. Cool. It does not say it in the story, but yeah. Uh, tw- January 20th, 2023. Yeah, these the next couple of months are stacks, to be honest. Are they? Yeah, we go. Uh, we just had um, Sonic. We have God of War. Um, Crisis Core is coming out soon. Fire Emblem in January, and there's a bunch of other stuff I'm forgetting. Yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon just came out today. Yeah. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Okay, soon, okay. Yeah. Okay. Back to the news. Back to the news. Sorry. <laughs> See what I mean? It stacks. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, adding to that stack list, uh, Multiverse Season Two. Uh, adding Marvin the Martian as a playable character now. I went on a little bit of a hiatus for the past month. Yes, I was still doing recording, as, as you heard from those wonderful collection of tier listing pink Pokemon sprites. But uh, are people still playing multiverses? <laughs> a small amount. It, it had a huge drop off. Well, yeah, as, that's what it as all free feels to play games like has do. happened. Yeah, as all free to play games do, especially a game like this, a lot of... Uh, hype at the start for the first couple of weeks, maybe even the first couple of months, everyone sort of drops off it. Yeah, and I just kind of feel like there hasn't been a massive character that'll bring people back in. The like well, they, did play, they did, yeah, they did play, they did They did Rick and Morty. They had yeah. like a steady drip feed of characters, but I don't. I just don't think the marketing had been there. Yeah, um, definitely. They kind of just like drop them like a week before they come out. Yeah, yeah, the, and the shadow drops don't really work. Um, but then at the same time, Pokemon Unite does it. And I think other, well, you know, I have no clue because I don't really play MOBAs, but my understanding is that MOBAs do that as well. They shadow drop for whatever reason. Um, I'm not sure if that's good or bad or whatever, but that's what they do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really have a strong opinion. I'm just trying to figure out like whether this is something that the community is going to come back for. Or whether multiverses has kind of cemented the, the the people that will play it and is otherwise kind of slipping uh, towards the the realm dominated by all star brawl. Yeah, I think it's in that zone now of like the people that are still on it are the people that are going to stick with it. Mm. But yeah, um, uh, I, I don't I don't foresee Marvin the Martian having a earth shattering kaboom when he drops. Okay, all no, right. Guessing time. We're playing guessing time in the last seven days. Guessing time. Or having it again. Brought to you by uh, T-Trio. Um, in the last 24 hours, what do you guys think was the peak of multiverses? On Steam? On Steam, sorry. Yeah, I can't figure it out for everyone. Uh, oh, shit. I'm going to be extremely specific. 537. Nah, surely it's in the low thousands. Oh, wait, wait. Hang on. Concurrent players or total in the 24 hours? 24 hour peak. 24 hour peak. Yeah, I, I yeah. guess uh, 1,500. 2,500. Close enough, Pat. Oh, way, way more than I was expecting. Way yeah, more, no, yeah, five, yeah. 500 for a 24-hour peak this soon after how much hype that game had would be yeah. disastrous. But, yeah, that, that's Babylon 4 level. I'm looking at the... Uh, Babylon's 4 level was 1. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the charts now. It, it definitely seems like this very big, um, like, a wave, like in, like, for example, uh, on Monday, oh, sorry, on Wednesday, November the 16th, there was 3,500 people playing. Whereas on the 16th of November, oh, hang on, those, those are times. Never mind. Sorry. Sorry. 
Sorry, I can't read fucking Oh, you, you didn't confuse it with October again, did you? No. Oh, it, it says here when children get back from school, there's a massive <laughs> uptick in players. Holy shit. Yep. Nah, this nah, is nah, funny. Nah. Fake, fake news. Anyway, next, yeah, I've embarrassed myself. Next one. Uh, well, for the next one, uh, we have Volition moving from Deep Silver to the Gearbox Entertainment. Oh, fuck. Okay. Probably should have studied myself for that headline before reading it out. Uh, I don't know if I like this news. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it. I I get it, kind of. Um, the news apparently the New Saints Row actually did like it did fine. It's probably about what they ex it performed in line with what management expected it to be. But I think pre-release management was starting to expect it to not do too great. So it needed to exceed expectations to continue ahead. Um, in saying that, yep. it didn't fail expectations, which is a good sign. Mm. Um, well, if but- you set the bar low, you never be disappointed type of thing. No, you um, can still be that- disappointed if it, if it reaches under a certain amount. <laughs> if, if it goes through the floor. Yeah. But no, I, I, I'm like one of the five people on this planet that likes the new Saints Row game and thought it was fine, besides the awful glitches that make it frustrating to play. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, would not wish, I would not wish this fate on my worst of enemies. Being sent to Randy Pitchford Mines is a death sentence. You reckon they'll make it number two? No. All right, then. Tell us what you really I, feel. <laughs> yeah, I, I think them trying to revive it was kind of an experiment and it did okay but I don't think it did well enough that people are expecting there to be a sequel. Wasn't yeah, groundbreaking and, in the slightest. And the fan reaction post-release wasn't great. Hmm. Yeah, very very true. It, the definition of mid was I think one of the things that someone told me. Cool. Well, next up in the list uh, so who remembers Dead Island 1? I do. I'd never played it. But you remember it, right? Because it had like the greatest gaming trailer when it was announced at was that E three or whatever other thing. I never got the, the um... hype behind that trailer. Neither, yeah, oh. I was literally just about to say like I. It was a good trailer. I don't I, think I, it was... I quite liked it. I think it did something yeah, different no. for for a video game trailer, at least at the time. It was fine. I just didn't get the massive hype about this is the greatest trailer a game trailer ever made sort of right, mindset sure. people had. So Dead Island 1 came, came and went and everyone's like, wow, Dead Island 1 was pretty good. And then they announced Dead Island 2. Uh, and then Dead Island 2 uh, became a Dead Island of no news. Boom. Nailed it for like uh, yeah, 10, that's pretty good. Ten, 10 years. Something like that. I don't know. This is and- your story, man. <laughs> it's my reality. You're all just living <laughs> in it. Um, and so then uh, a few episodes ago, we announced that, oh, oh what's that? There is a pulse. They've revived the zombie that is Dead Island 2 in the zombie franchise. Boom, nailed it again. Um, they re it. it. <laughs> okay, that's even better. I like that one. Thank you. Um, uh, they're bringing it back. That the Dead Island 2 is now, is now in the works. Uh, well, They decided uh, it needed an encore. True. Yeah, well, they, they, they saw how successful it was killing it the first time. That They've killed it a second time, but only hey, temporarily this time. Uh, they, they haven't, they haven't struck it through the brain just yet. So, so the, the host is still alive, but, uh, it has been stunned. Stunned where it has been pushed back to April 28th, 2023. That's unlucky. Um, you guys are going to get this? Two, almost three month delay. The, the question is, are we looking at the precursor to a Prince of Persia type situation? Or a Uh, cyberpunk situation? Uh, If, if... 
before it, if before it comes out, they announce another delay and they're changing development studios, then yes. I, it's, it's, look, what's the old saying? Uh, a delayed game can be good, but a never delayed game is always bad. Is that it? Is that the saying? I probably fucked fuck it up. Salt and peas. I, I think uh, the quote is I've seen pictures of Mario and Luigi kissing on the internet. Please don't do that. <laughs> Okay, you say there we go. Pack her up. Was was that was that before or after a second Tesla hit the World Trade Center? Uh, in in between, in between the two Teslas. (laughs) Oh man, um, but yeah. So Dead Island Two delayed. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, next up on the list we have uh. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll be honest, between the, the Cliff Notes version in the docket and the headline of the actual article, I have no idea what the fuck this is about. <laughs> someone someone help me out here. Uh, so, oh Steven, no, you, you go, Seth. Steven, oh, okay, all go. of us. Are, um, no, 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 no. I, I, was, I was addressing you, not passing it on to you. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I think you Steven, us, us Naruto bros are winning. Why didn't you not like say Naruto bros? Naruto bros. I... This, this, is why, like this. this is why you're the smart one between us today. I'm on that teacher oil. Um, okay, let's cut to the chase. Um, so, Bandai Namco has trademarked Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections. Uh, the big thing there is Ultimate Ninja Storm is this game ser- the Naruto game series that they published. It's a 3D arena fighter, and it is fantastic. Um, yeah, no, this is... So, I was saying before, like, uh, Sonic Frontiers uh, combat is spectacle over substance this is like the pinnacle of that sort of uh, uh, idea like a lot of the times you're just kind of mashing circle and using a direction to change the combo literally, a little bit literally it's four button presses and an arrow and that's like all you're doing but like the way it's presented the way your character moves how fluid it is it just feels fantastic it is the I cannot visual, recommend. The visuals make the, pressing circle four times feel fantastic. Yeah, and like, and how good the visuals look like as well, and how sort of true to the story it, it sort of is. Like, it has the fight scenes, it has the drama scenes, it's got everything. Like, the Ultimate Ninja Storm series is the pinnacle of anime games. I'm, I'm going to say it. It does some of the fights in the series better than the anime and the manga have. Mm. I think the Might Guy and Madara fight is... It hit its peak with the Naruto Storm games. Okay, that's true. That's true as well. Yeah, that is. And, and it's different because they, they turn it into like half quick time events, half um, actual, actual combat. Know, actual combat. So, yeah. And like, oh, and oh, they're so good. Oh, I need to go back and replay it, it again. So uh, it's, that sounds like, so complete noob at this. Uh, I barely know characters from Naruto, let alone this, this game series, but... It sounds like the the combat you're describing is the kind of Dissidia take on Final Fantasy. Yeah, but even more over-the-top spectacle fighter than Dissidia even gets. So I'm interested. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I liked Dissidia, so I, I'm... Yeah, I might actually have to keep, keep this on radar. If, if, oh, Dissidia, if Dissidia is like the four fans of the Final Fantasy franchise and we're kind of turning a 3D arena fighter into a mix of RPG elements and referencing moves you love from the series. Um, Ninja Storm is taking a 3D arena fighter and taking anime spectacle and making that the massive selling point. Yeah, it it is. It frequently goes like there's like a package deal of 
um, Ultimate Ninja Storm 2, 3, and 4 because there's four games in the thing. I think um, there's even, I think they added one into those bundles as well now. Oh, did they? Oh, sick. I haven't seen it. Oh, I thought they had to do something different because that was a PS3 exclusive title. But anyway, um, those frequently go on sale for like $15. Um, even if you're not a fan of Naruto, I recommend picking it up. Um, and it's, oh, yeah, it's just so good. It's, it's very good. I, I recommend those games enough. Even if, yeah, you don't like Naruto, I've said it before. Um, I rate it. For 15 bucks for three games, you can't go wrong. Cool. But yeah, anyway, like, back to the news article. Um, there's no more details or anything. We just know that yeah. Bandai Namco has filed a trademark for Ultra Ninja Storm Connections. But that is a new title, so yes. I am excited. <laughs> um, is it a Boruto game? Hopefully not. Um, I'm, I'm fine with Boruto characters appearing. They should make a game about Boruto's dad. Yeah, I'd, I'd be excited for that. Yeah. He seems like a pretty cool guy. Boruto's granddad's son. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm interested to see what this turns into. Hopefully it doesn't turn into Shinobi Strikers and whatever the fuck that was. Oh, yeah, no, we don't, we don't need a Shinobi Strikers sequel. I, I've, the fact that they're using uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm as the brand's name and CyberConnect 2 is possibly back, then we're in for mm. the Ninja Storm games that we love. That says more than our words ever could. Right, cool. That's it. And uh, speaking of things that words, uh, speaking of things that that say exactly what words do, um, Crisis Core, fight, hear me out. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII uh, drops a trailer they've literally called more than a remaster. And fuck me, what a trailer name! Yeah, it's called more than a remaster, but then the first words of the trailer is a hero's le- a, hero- a hero story remastered. So they- they've been a bit off. bipolar here. They don't know what they want to do with it. <laughs> All right, now they're just taking the piece. <laughs> but no, they they use this trailer to show off the things that are new about this game compared to the PSP original, like. These new redone graphics are way more than a remaster would ever do. The combat system has been fully revamped. Um, they've redone all the music as well. Added added new summons as well and new summon animations. So they're, they're doing new things in this game on top of just remastering the cutscenes with these new models. So what, what you're describing is th- this is what fans thought Naughty Dog meant when they said we're releasing Last of Us Part 1 for PS5 again, but remastering it. Yes, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't yes. know what Naughty Dog was expecting with that. Well, no, the, way that the, way that they made it, the way that they made it sound was like this is, this is the definitive way that we initially and always wanted... Uh, the last of us part one to, to look and play as right. and everyone went that's interesting because all you've done is change some of the lighting effects and otherwise repackage the same game for a ps5 price tag yeah yeah no this um, is it this but is whereas uh, here it's like an actual more than a remaster yeah this is actually more than just a remaster and it's fairly priced as well it's not being charged as a full price sony ps5 exclusive game thank god <laughs> what was the sales <laughs> The amount of sales for Last of Us PS5, you know. Did you, sorry, sorry, I would just Google in the background. Oh, no, um, I think that's it for now. Yeah, I, I don't have anything more to add to this. Uh, it it looks fantastic. Then... I'm probably getting it day one. Nice. Now, whether I'm playing it day one is a different story. I don't know about why, that yet. <laughs> why pay full price to get it on day one if you're not going to play it on day one? Because I'll be playing it pretty close to day one. 
It just depends how quickly I finish a couple of games before it comes out. Like Pokemon. Mm. Alright. I can't well, find it. Um, I don't know how much. Things that uh, I'm considering getting day one. Uh, we have word that Control 2 has been announced for PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. So there were rumors uh, from Yay. somewhere in the last couple of months, I don't quite remember when, that uh, that uh, a that they were currently working on or that they were going to start work on a project and they gave it some code name. And so this is them confirming that that work is Control 2, which will be the bigger budget control game, uh, sorry, which, which will have a bigger budget than uh, Control 1. And uh, yeah, I, I hope this goes well because control one was fantastic yeah no you guys talked at length and i ignored it all uh (laughs) early on in the podcast life did did you end up going back and you still haven't gone back and played it yet have you no i haven't i've got it downloaded on my playstation 5 so i can play it at any point that i want now um it was given away for free on playstation plus so big win for me Mm. well it was on game pass so big win for us xbox gamers but yeah, no, I'm very happy for that um, Control 2 is going to be a thing because I've heard nothing but fantastic things from you guys and multiple other places. So a second game seems well-deserved. It'd be interesting to see how they was... tied in with that Alan Wake remaster that they're doing. Is that already out? No, I don't think it is, actually. Uh, that's not out yet, but that's coming out sooner than Control 2 is, yeah, I believe. Yeah, and- yeah. We've only um, got code, some concept up. Codename Heron was, was the thing I was thinking of. I ah, just realized okay. it was mentioned in the article. But yeah, we, we knew from, I think, a couple months ago that Codename Heron was the next project being worked on. But now we've been confirmed that Codename Heron is Control 2 and still built on Remedy's proprietary Northlight, Northlight engine, uh, currently in concept stages, but super looking forward to this. Mm, should be good. I look Should forward to playing good. it six months after you guys talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> it's on 2028. I'm trying my hardest to think of some sweet, sweet way that I can segue into this next one. I... I got... No, oh, okay. No, wait, wait, wait. Speaking of control, Dave Batista would really like to take control of the uh, live-action Gears, Gears of War uh, remake. I could hear the gears in your brain delete. turning trying to make that work. Yeah, that was really good. I, I, I think it landed. I think it did. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I think yeah, you took control as host. You took control. Yeah, I've I've definitely had worse segues, uh, but yeah, I Batista, definitely had better though. <laughs> okay, well now you're just being hurtful. Um, <laughs> uh, the the internet collectively decided that Dave Batista should be in the Gears of War uh, live action movie, and then Batista came out and said, "Yes." Yeah, um, he agrees. I believe, in, I believe in Gears of War 4, there was actually a skin to play Dave Batista in the multiplayer. No, it was oh, other yeah. WWE wrestlers. It was um, uh, Austin Creed, Kofi Kingston, and Big E. Uh, they were all part of the New Day. Um, I don't know what any of this means. Just, he wasn't in it. Okay, apologies. <laughs> you know what? There's- As I'm saying this, I'm starting to realize that this might have been something we talked about on Docket last week. I, I did not listen to last week's episode. Sorry, fellas. The one, the one I didn't listen to. I was there for you fucking saying that why not with Gen 2, and then you said it was Gen 4, man. And you guys pronounce the words of Gen 6 and 7 Pokemon. Very weird. What, Vivian? Vivillion. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick was very adamant about it being called Vivian. <laughs> that's how, it's how it's pronounced, but it's spelled Vivillion, and that's how I will. Vivian. Uh, anyway. 
uh yeah let's let's see what happens with that uh i i know that batista uh basically did like a, a confirmation like twitter video of him being like yes it should be me and i know that the internet have also uh already cast a few other people as some of the other roles um i not being an ex-bro uh growing up uh i've only played gears of war uh, at weird hours of the morning at sleepovers at friends, uh, friends' houses, so- Yeah, I've only played uh, co-op horde modes for them. I have played one, two, and three. They're very good. Uh, they, they were good cover-based shooters when they came out. I am not sure if they hold up now, because they pretty much revolution- especially Gears of War 1 revolutionized the cover-based shooter. Yeah. There's, there's a um, Crobcat video dismantling- is it three to four? Or two to three. There's one where like it was going on a good path, and then what the one that came out after it like shat the bed in a bunch of ways. Um, I think three was sort more- of like the end of the trilogy. Four, they did a couple of like new stuff, so it might be that. I honestly so don't how, know. How many are there? How many are there? Uh, five, I believe. Plus, okay. yeah. it, it, it might have been four to five then, or it might have been comparing three and five. But uh, I think it was comparing the older ones to the newer ones and how they yeah. dropped off after they changed um, developers. That, you know, exactly, exactly like what, what happened with the Halo video. And, um, and Left 4 Dead. Yeah, and Left 4 Dead common, 2, which is a weird theme. one because it was the same developers for Left 4 Dead. It's just they didn't have the Valve touch. Uh, well, hey, yeah, Left 4 Dead 1 or Left 4 Dead 2 or Left 4 Dead 2 to Back for Blood? Left 4 Dead 2 to Back for Blood. Yeah, 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 cool, yeah, same page. Same yeah, Gears of was one of those um, games that actually, like, I believe the characters move with weight. Like, it feels like they weigh a lot because they're in their big armor. And I don't know how else to describe it. Mm. Um, it so, I, this, this might sound kind of weird, but um, I, as I say, have only played Gears of War games at friends' houses for sleepovers where, where they had Xboxes and stuff. But the, the, the nostalgia rose-tinted glasses I have of how it felt to play those games is very similar to what I liked about playing something like Space Marine. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Um, I haven't played Space Marine, but I've heard that comparison. Hmm. Which, speaking of, Space Marine 2, I uh, haven't heard any news about for a while. I should check in on that. Uh, anyway. Um, Report yeah, next week. <laughs> anything more to, to add to Gears of War? I need to go and play those games. Um, they did like a remastered thing, like an Ultimate Edition, like what they did in the Master Chief Collection for Halo. Um, I'll get to it eventually. The backlog is ever-growing, my friends. Hmm. Good thing you're putting time into things that count like Animal Crossing. It's a Just chore. catching up on that eternal backlog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've got to... When's enough is enough, I guess. You play a game for two hours and be like, you know what? Goodbye. We're all uh, going to make it, bros. Speaking, speaking of saying goodbye... Um, Phil Spencer said goodbye to Keystone because it was more expensive than, than he wanted it to be. Okay, what is Keystone, and, Pat? And then, and then, and then uh, n- next up on the list, no, I'm kidding, no, we should probably talk about this one for a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, so, what am I trying to say? Um, yeah, I was going to say, so, you, 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 you you're, the one, you're the one with the stock on, the, on, uh, on the no, line I sold, here. I sold that. I, I, I invested in... Uh, Saying now, and it's not doing too well. It's coming back, but I think it's just... Uh, oh, you, you should have invested in FTX. Would have worked out real well. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask me about it. There are these bored apes, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, anyway, so essentially... Now. Oh, 95% of value. That's, anyway. Um, I hear Square Enix is looking for stockholders in their <laughs> NFT projects. <laughs> no, I no, not, not Square Enix. Just, ju- <laughs> just the two people doing insider trading. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yuji Naka. <laughs> Give me that Yuji Naka and his Smurf account. 
Oh my god, mate. imagine if the two people was just Yuji Naka and a Smurf account. <laughs> Maybe the second person was Nabilian. Nah, he doesn't strike me as a Square Enix type. He he jump ship he jumps ship before it burns. Yeah, he dumped it too early. Um so essentially the the keystone was essentially a, a from my understanding, it'd be like a dongle of something that you plug into a TV and essentially it would link up and Essentially, your cloud gaming on your it's, PC. It's like, a, um, it's like it's, an Amazon yeah. Fire Stick, isn't it? It's, yeah, essentially. It's essentially like an Aura Chromecast or something. You plug it in and then you get it. Yeah, um, it was going to be the, um, uh, the Xbox Cloud Stick, basically. Yeah, it's, essentially, yeah. And the idea was that you can play games from the cloud on your, PC, on your, sorry, your TV without buying an actual console and then streaming it to your console. Like, it was supposed to bypass that. Um, so... Essentially, the story that comes from the Verge's Decoder podcast, um, which is a very good podcast, I recommend um, checking it out. Um, it's actually pretty interesting. Sometimes it gets a bit too techy, but anyway. Um, so they had Phil Spencer, the CEO of Xbox, on, uh, and he said that the, it would cost between like between ninety nine to one hundred twenty nine US dollars. He said it would make sense if it re- it released at those prices, which I think means it was going to be higher than those. Yeah, it was probably lowballing it. And the fact that it doesn't release, it seems uh, they didn't want it to be at that price because it wouldn't be bought. Because at what point, if you're paying, let's say it's 100 Australian uh, for cloud streaming to your PC, uh, sorry, to your TV, at what point is it you have to have a good internet? It might not work with older TVs. Uh, does it come packaged with a controller, et cetera, et cetera? Okay, well, well, let let me ask you this: If the cost of it was above the cost of an Xbox, is that so different to Sony going, "Hey, PSVR two is going to be fifteen hundred bucks"? I, I'd say it's a bit different though, because VR you've got that uh, you've essentially got a TV on your head, and you've got the the movement sticks as well. Um, yeah, fuck, that's expensive. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, every time I see that price, I'm just running the numbers. You're like, shit. Actually, Keystone would be pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but at at the same time, it's because it's uh, one part. It would be like the marketing, and as someone who did a marketing degree at university that I do not use in my professional life, it would be very hard to explain to people what the fuck it does, Um, (laughs) and not saying, "Oh, it's an Xbox you plug into your TV um, that always has to stay hooked up to the internet, and if it doesn't have internet, you're not playing any games." Uh, and if you're playing it at like peak times and if someone else in the house is watching a video, it's going to lag as shit. <laughs> um, it would be very interesting to see how they would position it, especially mm. to like the non-gamer crowd. I, I think because I think, it sounds like that they got um, a proof of co- they got as far as proof of concept. They might have even had uh, the kind of base units ready to go if they had the right price point of materials. But uh, the point is the R&D that's already gone into that. Is not is not worthless because all mm, these companies no, are yeah. trying to figure out how to do cloud gaming. So Xbox, even if Keystone's not getting released, does still have that valuable R and D. I think. Yeah, definitely, and they can um, bring it forward. And it probably took them a leaps and bounds to cloud gaming in general, like both to the Xbox Series X and S, and as well as to PC and mobile gaming as well. Like they're always talking about that mobile gaming on the cloud is increasing and maybe it's one of those things it's a bit too early and in a couple of years we might be there like remember 
in I think it was like 2012 with that E3 and they pretty much said the Xbox One was supposed to be always online and everybody laughed at them. And now every single device is always online. God forbid it's not. Hmm. Uh, Seth, anything more from you on this one? Do we move on? No, we're good to move on from that one. I basically have the same sort of sentiments as Stephen that, yeah, the price was probably, the price they wanted not matching up is a shame. Um, but I'm on the opposite side of the fence of the cloud gaming thing. I don't think it's going to take off anytime soon, mostly because internet needs to catch up before it's anywhere semi-viable. Right, but I mean, let, let's say we have this conversation in 20 years. Oh, 20 years, that- it's probably going to be more likely. It's more the right. close future, like all, 5 to 10. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that cloud, cloud gaming and the sort of system that Keystone was supposed to be is not limited by... Like, they, they don't need to rush it to market now for the sake of getting it to market, because mm. if you allow yeah. for enough time, eventually the demand will be there. It's just, sure, you might be right in that it's not something that needs to happen in the next two to three years, but uh, it's coming. Yeah. And realistically, it probably shows a lot more, uh, for lack of a better word, bravery on Microsoft's part to actually shell the, the plug. Yeah. yeah, and pull the plug rather than to release it fuck them up something seriously to the point where nobody like even considers using it. And then they essentially lost cloud gaming despite the yeah. fact where it was minor hiccups. I don't think the stick in general was going to be all that necessary as a thing because they've been on that cloud gaming push for a while and they just want you to access it anywhere. The stick would have just been like an Xbox branded stick to help you get into it on your TV. But as mm. more like smart TVs happen where they can just kind of connect to the internet, they can just kind of release an app for it. Um, you'll be able to just go onto a website like you could for Google Chrome. Uh, God, I call it Google Chrome. Um, Chromecast. No, not Chromecast. No, 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 no not Chromecast. But hang on, which one are you talking the, about? The Google thing that just died. The, their cloud Stadia. Gaming, their cloud Stadia. Stadia. Yeah, Stadia. Stadia. That's the one. Um, yeah, just go onto a website like Stadia had. They also want you to be able to just do it off your phone, so they'll just have an app for that. Yeah, I don't really see, like, a massive need for a stick itself. So them just doing the R&D on it and then canning it is, is fine for now. Probably the sticks... Oh, we're probably spending a bit too much time on this now, but the stick might have been one of those things, like, instead of... Because they were talking about, like, releasing an app on the Samsung smart TVs... But instead of doing that, it's like a stick. You just plug it in and play, and it works. Like you know, yeah, yeah, mucking around with it. Because um, there's million and one smart TVs out there, a million and one different ways of configuring it. It's like you know what, plug it in. Which is essentially very funny because they're trying to remove the hardware by selling smaller hardware. So hmm. yeah, we'll have to say about that. Interested though to see how it goes. Cool. Um, speaking of things that people are interested to see how they go. Uh, Mick Gordon comes comes out of the uh, purgatory that he's existed in for the past three years after the whole Doom Eternal debacle with a, uh, I think I heard from a video, 14,000 word essay on Medium about all the shit that he's been through over the past couple of years. 53 um, minute read is how long it takes to read it, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, between um, himself, Bethesda, and Ed after the whole Doom Eternal and Doom Eternal soundtrack um, shitstorm, basically. And so he drops that. I, we, I think we covered it 
we covered it briefly last week, I think, Seth. Yeah, yeah, we um, did. But so, so the major update to that story is that Bethesda has come out and released a statement that just says, "No." Yeah, just nah. <laughs> he nah. Is like... <laughs> and and they do they they did the fantastic uh the fantastic what ah oh, shoot is it I almost want to say it's Salem Moon of the my work here is done but you didn't do anything is that Salem Moon Yeah, that was Salem Moon tuxedo yeah, mask. Cool. Yeah, 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 tuxedo mask. Um, uh, Bethesda basically pulled a tuxedo mask of, um, Mick Gordon is wrong. We have the real evidence. We will release it soon, and then and then they disappear. Yeah, it was basically basically lawyer speak of we will release it when we need to if we get pulled into court. Yeah, uh, but which is so in the in the court of public opinion, everyone is on Mick Gordon's side. I am yet to find anyone backing Bethesda up in any way in this especially situation. when especially when Bethesda has wording in here like um it mischaracterized and misrepresented the team as a one-sided unjust account of the details when for two years it was a one-sided account of details on in the reddit bad, post yeah in the reddit post that was bad mouthing mick gordon calling, calling yeah. him unprofessional and always delivering late and yeah. that could have massively seriously damaged his career if it wasn't for the fact that so many other publishers had worked with him at that point and were like, yeah, no, that doesn't sound like Mick at all. Mm. It's, uh, it's yet another one of those. I guess, I guess it's becoming less and less surprising as time rolls on, but you hear about this sort of shit in kind of corporate culture America and you're like, man, I don't know. Actually, no, it's, it's, it's a similar vein of, um, of the whole fucking Elon Musk Twitter thing at the moment, where one of my favorite takes on that is, um, I can't believe I have the audacity to have imposter syndrome when Elon mm. Musk is confidently striding around yeah. that Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter HQ chewing on wires until something breaks. And I just feel I it's got a similar- tweet. It's, it's just got, it's just got a similar energy of everyone from the outside looking at is like, yeah, no, it, it sounds like, because again, we don't have Bethesda's side of it just yet, but it sounds like Mick was in the right and got dragged through the mud and Marty, I think it was yeah. Marty on the Bethesda side. Is, a, is an absolute piece of shit. And uh, yet, if you compare them on equal footing in terms of uh, like relative power to their places of work, Marty would kick Mick's ass. <laughs> so thanks, corporate America. You've done it again. Yeah, it's, it's, I'll be honest, part of it is hard reading. I haven't read the full thing myself, but the excerpts that I've seen floating around is- I read it all the day that uh, Mick Gordon uh, posted it all. Oh, yeah. I never actually read it. Jesus. Yeah, no, it was a long read, but it was well worth it. Just, yeah. just yeah. to see like what the development uh, environment was like for Doom Eternal. I did. I have. Well, maybe this is just me reading social media, which is never a good thing in the world. Um, I have seen people compare it to the Bayonetta um, stuff, like, oh, yeah, how do we know he's telling the truth? Um, yeah, I don't think time, it's a fair comparison because yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's like she said something on Twitter. He released a comprehensive fourteen hundred yeah. word essay. Um, that, with that, that's my understanding, the... it's got like like detailed evidence in it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like oh, okay, interesting. That, that that's the major difference is that it's kind of the the difference in discovery process here because the bayonetta thing was she says something on Twitter, everyone goes, "Where is your evidence?" And then when she posts the evidence, everyone went, "Okay, so you're lying." Or, she didn't you know, even post the evidence. Other people came out and was like, "His." his um uh, the information we received and then yeah. she came out later and said yeah that information information's right but they're lying 
Yeah, I, I, I should say it's not that she specifically lied. It was just lying by omission. She didn't yeah. tell the full truth. Whereas yeah. Mick, Mick Gordon's thing is, uh, here is all the evidence. I'm saying they are lying. <laughs> and so everyone goes, where is your? Oh, it's right here. And then they go to Bethesda and they're like, okay, so apparently you're lying. And then Bethesda goes, no, 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 he's lying. And then they go, okay, so where's the evidence? And trust I me, suspect, bro. Yeah, yeah. I suspect that, that that'll then turn into a bayonet situation of either they produce the evidence or other people will come forward with evidence in favor of Mick and everyone goes, oh, see, so we're lying. Yeah, which is, it, but the, it is a, a very far cry to know that like that, the damage she did not only to herself, but to other people speaking out against. Yeah, but to, to, to keep the focus of this on Mick Gordon for a sec, the thing that I, I suspect, this is all just pure hearsay from me, but I suspect this will not have a happy ending because I don't think it, I don't think it matters what happens between Mick and Bethesda and Id and everything else involved. I don't think this situation could possibly be bad enough for Bethesda or Id to actually, like, I, I, I struggle to see a world where if Marty got away with this shit for two years, Marty suddenly gets fired on the back of the internet going, actually, yeah, he did lie. He's a bad guy. Mick was right. You know what I mean? The, like, I don't, the most I don't realistic, think we get justice here. The most realistic way I see this ending is that they settle out of court, which Mick doesn't get, like, the apology or anything he deserves, but mm. it does kind of clear his name if Bethesda had to settle. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess, I, guess I, I want more blood than I think I will get out of this story. Yeah. And, and that is upsetting. Uh, oh, better luck next time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of upsetting, Kevin Conroy, Batman voice actor, uh, died after a short battle with cancer. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, this is this is awful, awful news. Kevin Conroy is the Batman that I grew up with. He's the one I'm yeah. most familiar with. Same. Absolutely stellar voice. Love the man's work. Holy shit, it's such a loss that he's gone. Mm. Uh, anything from your side, Steve? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, very sad news. I didn't really interact with him that much through media. I didn't really watch a lot of this stuff. Um, but time comes for us all. Hmm. Uh, and finally, in the in the news for this week, uh, Game Awards 2022 uh, have been announced, and I know a few of these are controversial. Uh, I don't think it's worth trying to list out the things that are nominated. But no, 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 no. Uh, the- there's, there's just a couple I want to touch on. And sure, they're probably the yeah. same ones I want to touch on. So start <laughs> with yours. Okay, so I'm going to start from the bottom of the list and go up from where I want to start. So best fighting game. Why the fuck is Sifu on this list? Sifu is a beat em up or an action game. It should be in best action game category, not a fucking fighting game. What are you doing, Keely? Also, to be fair to Keely, he doesn't make this list. He he has to actually come out every year and go, guys, I don't make this list of nominations. This is from game journalists. They submit what they want for these. That's true. Um, then going to best action game, why the fuck isn't Stranger of Paradise on this list? Like I've been joking all year saying that Stranger of Paradise is game of the year. For me personally, it is, but I know it's not going to get that award from anyone, but it at least deserved a nomination for best action game. It's such a good controlling game and very satisfying to kill and destroy enemies in that. Um, it should have been on this list and I feel, I feel it's being slighted here. And the last one I want to do is best soundtrack and 
it's mostly because I was singing the praises of uh, Sonic Frontiers earlier's soundtrack. I I truly believe that it deserved a nomination, especially when things like Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok are here and they're more orchestral, fits the mood of the game and cinematic, like, movie scores sort of way, while this is, like, just a very good soundtrack and... Not, no one ever nominates uh, games that have a soundtrack that hypes you up in the moment. They always get overlooked for some reason. The same thing happened to Guilty Gear Strive. And I'm just kind of upset that that always happens. Right Elden Ring doesn't deserve to be on that list. I'll say yeah. it. <laughs> that, that's sure. that's yeah. a fair statement. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd agree, but it's a fair statement to make. Hmm. I, <clears throat> for the couple of things I want to touch on, uh, weirdly, actually, none of the things. You, you, you brought up with the ones that I was thinking of, so I guess we get to, to run some extra ones. Um, usually, in the Game Awards, uh, Valve gets nominated. I actually haven't bothered checking whether or not they win that often, but um, the, the uh, common categories of things like best esports event, uh, best esport, like as an esport, best players, best coaches, blah, blah, blah. There's usually a rep from Dota 2, particularly on the back of the... Um, uh, the international, which is kind of like the equivalent of like the world championships for for Dota. The 2. World Cup for um, gamers. Yeah, but it's it's oh, missing, um, mi- missing this year, uh, just because th- it was dominated quite heavily by um the team that ended up winning it uh last year. So it it was just interesting to me that um uh we're not seeing as much of a representation from Dota two, which is funny because I suspect it's actually because. The player count is starting to drop for Dota 2, which is you know, 10, 11, might even be, a, yeah, 11 or 12 years old at this point. So not surprising, but just interesting that, that I'm used to seeing it in, in these lists and, I, and I'm no longer seeing it there. Um, other ones that are interesting, uh, in the most anticipated, uh, find, find me the old one out here, guys. You ready? Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, uh, Starfield, Hogwarts Legacy, Final Fantasy 15, 16. Resident Evil 4. Um. Wait, why, why would any of those be the odd one out? Re- Resident Evil 4, really? <laughs> yeah, the remake. Yeah, I was going to say. I know, I, I know it's the remake, but it's just funny that it's just like, here, here's all of these um, basically new titles, and then Resident Evil 4, and it's like, hmm. <laughs> to be fair, it's a hotly anticipated remake of one of the biggest classics of all time. Sure. But it's it's just uh, funny because yeah, I, actually, I, I already when, I already have really, the yeah. association of it being a classic that's already out, right? So it's yeah, weird when, to yeah, when you think about it, it, you're anticipating for a game to come out again. Man, people just yeah. it'd be like yeah. saying, Oh, thank god they're bringing out Skyrim again. Remember that? Yeah, that that that's that's why it's the odd one out for me. Just yeah. because okay, that, no, that's yeah. funny. I'd, I'd, I'd agree really- I'd agree with a Skyrim remake being put up on a most anticipated, but a Skyrim re release, no. And that's why I think Resident Evil 4 is fair game. Since it's a remake mm. and it is doing new things to be anticipated about to see what the changes are. Uh, the other one, uh, I think there were two more. Uh, one, best adaptation. This one, I do not know what will win because all of these I, are strong contenders. I think it's contenders. going to Adronis or Arcane. I, I think that's what it's between as well. But That's, that's what it's between. Other, other, than, other than Uncharted, this is a stacked category. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we have, so basically best adaptation of something that isn't a video game, sorry, best adaptation of a video game into something that isn't a video game. And Arcane is in there. Cyberpunk Edge Runners is in there. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is in there. And then there's also the Cuphead show and Uncharted. But like, 
Yeah. Look, I, look, I, I am I, a massive Sonic fan. I really like Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I don't think it's living up to Arcane or Edge Runners. That, that's kind of where I'm at as well. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, th- this, this is a, a good category. And selfishly, I want Arcane to win. But that's only because I haven't actually watched Edge Runners yet. But I've heard just as good things about Edge Runners as, as Arcane. And Arcane, I loved. Still probably my favorite animated series that I've seen in the last good, good number of years. Um, other one I just want to touch on briefly. So it's kind of, there's nothing that can really be done about it, but it is always funny. Josh brought this up in the group chat that uh, Thor Ragnarok, not Thor, God damn it, God of War Ragnarok being out for all of uh, like a week, uh, making it on to uh, best, uh, best game for 2022. Yeah, that's, it's, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm so here's, doesn't make sense. Here's my thing with it. The cutoff date is it the 22nd of November, I want to say? Yeah, but they released is. this list a week ago. So there's games that are coming out now that are going to be ignored for next year's show, like Pokemon and uh, Dark Pictures and a couple of other things. Um, I really think that these game award shows need to happen after the year is over because mm. then you have a little bit of time. December is kind of a dead month. Most things happen at the beginning of the month. So a few, a few things get to breathe. But yeah, um, it's a little ridiculous that God of War Ragnarok is only been out for a week. But I think from seeing trailers and early footage, you could tell that was going to be a contender for game of the year anyway. Sure, and- but it's, it's, just, it's just an unfortunate timing thing because it's nominated yeah, yeah. in game of the year, nominated in best game direction, nominated in best narrative. Nominated oh, in best oh you direction. want to talk about some shit. Uh, oh, Elden, uh, Elden, Ring, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, and Horizon Forb- Forbidden West are three games that take up a lot of categories in here. Hmm. Like, I think they're in I'm every not category sur- they can be in. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's fucking ridiculous as well. I'm not surprised about Elden Ring. I am yeah, a Elden little Ring bit- and God of War, I'm not surprised about. I'm, Horizon, I'm really surprised- I am. Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn, that's mid-tier game at best, and I'm so surprised it's there. <laughs> Um, I'm only surprised about God of War Ragnarok because of the timing. Uh, and I think that's just one of those things like, but how, I don't know. Just God of War Ragnarok but- to me kind of hits that same place that The Last of Us 2 and Red Dead Redemption did where they're big, super AAA games. So, of course, game journalists are going to put it up on their list no matter what. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's too close. Like, yeah. But at the same time, if you're playing for a living i guess maybe it's a bit different. I, I i know we've spent a while on this already but just another couple another just because i don't think we're going to return to it until the the winners are announced but yeah um uh, another couple that i want to hit on best community support no man's sky getting nomination based love that yeah um, I, that, there's no way that they're not fair I'll, um, I'll give them that yeah yeah the game is done. i think final fantasy 14 is going to win that no matter what uh, sure but but, but the fact but that no man's sky has come this far is yes. really yeah. cool to see. What well, that uh, game is now compared to what it was when it released, exactly. two different games. It's, like, it's, it's, it's slowly creeping up my backlog list to to give it another go. Yeah. I, I think I played it in, tw- yeah, I did. I played it in 2020 when I got my Series X. Um, highly recommend it. It's Yeah, I, I've very, played it very a little good. bit, but I played it in between a couple of major patches and I haven't gone back. Yeah, like, I, I played it just before base building came out. Yeah, they're bringing out major expansions pretty much every couple of months, and they're all free. Like it's mm. what they've done for that. The community is really strong. There's a lot of people still playing for it. It's a very fun game to play. Actually, um, Steve, just on on your um, uh, on one one of your other monitors, just pull up how, what the 24 hour pick for No Man's Sky is for Steam. I'd be curious. Okay. Uh, my my guess my 
Oh, shit. What would my guess for that be? 24 hour peak, 1,000, I think. 1,300. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry, 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 say it again for the last 24 hours. Uh, my guess is 1,000. 1,300. 1,300? 6,741. <gasps> Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, man. Yeah. I knew the community was, around. Yeah, I knew the community was good. I didn't think I'm that good. Um, oh, I, I, need to, I need to be one of those 6,000 people soon. Um, other ones just want to hit uh, <laughs> best mobile game, Diablo Immortal. Cursed. <laughs> uh, 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 hey, so Jamie. Uh, uh, bring you want proof bring up that how much journalists brought up this list? <laughs> well, br- uh, Jamie, bring up how much money Diablo Immortal is making fucking Blizzard. Yeah. I, there is something about people that, well, mobile gamers um, are, and people that put money into this kind of stuff, I will never fucking comprehend. Um, I, 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 the whale experience, maybe because I don't have that dummy money to throw away or because I, I'm not susceptible to gambling addiction, I, I literally cannot fucking understand it. Um, no, I can't either. Final one, just because it's a sick meme from my side. Stray, stray nominated for game of the year. Yeah. Um, fuck. <laughs> Like, I don't know. If I can, can kind of see it, but that's very funny. I don't know if it deserves that nomination. It does look like a very good game. Uh, I I have a hard time thinking of other things that could take its place, though. That that's kind of it. It's just kind of like I I look at that stacked up against other things in that category and go, "There's no way." But at the same time, it's like, okay, so we take it out. What do we put it there instead? Diablo Immortal. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Honestly, No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. It didn't come I, out this year, though. No, I, I know, I know. But, um, Scarlet Violet, though. Um, mm. Scarlet Violet yeah, is it's... getting fucked hard because it came out after this list was made and it's before the cutoff date. So yeah, it's not yeah, going to yeah, get yeah. nominated for anything next year and it's yeah. not being nominated for anything this year. It won't get any. Yeah, it's, it's too late. But yeah. peek behind the screen, um, they fucking did it. This is... The Pokemon game that we always wanted. Oh, you're you're agreeing with Josh on that? Unfortunately, Josh said it was game of the year, um, and I don't want to agree with him because we're legally not allowed to as part of this podcast. Um, <laughs> but it is fantastic. They took the best best parts of Arceus and the best parts of mainland games, and they see. Uh, I've I've only I've only played it for all of like fifteen minutes, enough to get my first Pokemon. But before before Scarlet Violet, uh. Sorry, from from the first announcement trailer of Scarlet Violet, where they said this is what we want the game to be with the open world and that sort of stuff, I said as part of when we were talking about Arceus, I really hope they take lessons from Arceus and yeah. put all the good bits into Scarlet Violet, and it sounds like they've done it, and I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind yeah, of let's, let's leave, let's leave, well. let's leave it, let's let's leave it. Or when we let's actually do a Pokemon discussion, yeah, yep. which uh, funnily enough rolls into the audience question for this week. Ash Ketchum, fresh off the back of uh, his big master's actually, win. I uh, I was thinking about. Do we actually have to spoiler alert that? <laughs> um, no. the actual the actual Pokemon company themselves. No, it was put such out a press big release. news that everyone knew about it the moment it happened. Okay. And the fact that Pokemon, um, the social media pages from Pokemon itself are posting about it is fucking nuts. Yeah. So uh, Ash Ketchum, fre- fresh off his win, uh, says, uh, "When's the Pokemon Scarlet Violet spoiler cast?" Uh, good question. There's a there's a chance it'll be next week. There's a chance uh it'll be the week after. Or if we get everything we want to say out of the way in in the two kind of regular shows, there there might not even need to be one. Which means there's no way that Josh can accidentally delete all the footage. So we'll be good. <laughs> Give us a two week window of us to play it and talk about it, and then an additional week to do a spoiler cast. 
it'll what come I'm, out when it comes out. What I'm what I'm hoping is that part of the reason why we ended up doing a spoiler cast for Arceus was that we there did was so two much ninety of, minute conversations about it. Yeah, but 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 the thing that drove that was that so much of it was Arceus is so close to being a good game, but it falls down because of this reason. Yeah. And that turned into the discussion. What I'm hoping is that Scarlet Violet is all the best bits of Arceus, and we don't need the discussion of Scarlet but- Violet would be so much better if it did this thing, because either it did it, or the problems with it are deeper than what could effectively be patch or slight tweak type change. But see, the problem is we're going to have to repeat ourselves anyway, so it's going to turn into a 90-minute discussion because the first time we talked about it didn't get released. So now we have to repeat all those points again for the audience. I did not uh, think of that until you just said it, and I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Seth. You're welcome. Uh, um, yeah, Any, anyone else want to add anything to that? I, it's not the sort of question that I think we need to go too, too deep on. No, 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 um, no. I'm loving the game so far. It'll come soon. Yeah, I think two week buffer to give us time to finish the game, and then we'll see what happens after that with a discussion. Hmm. Because honestly, I kind of don't want to talk about it until I finish it. Yep, a hundred percent. Uh, cool. Well, that wraps the audience question up for this week. Uh, if you or someone that you know has an audience question that you want us to answer, get in touch. We're on Facebook, Fast Travel Lounge, Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge minus one of the L's. Uh. Mailbox, frustrable.gmail.com. Uh, am I missing any? I don't, I don't have the, the usual speech in front of me. Uh, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I mean, Twitter, while, while it's still alive, yeah, we while, might have to take the Twitter alive, link down. We'll, we'll yeah. tr- if, if Twitter goes down, we'll figure something out. Maybe we'll make a, wait, wait, a wait. Tumblr. Did Elon take the L? Uh, he's, I mean, Elon he, now. he's been holding a pretty big L for a few years now. He's called it Elon up, now. <laughs> it lines up with when we made the Twitter account. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, we're, we're basically at, at time for, for this, the uh, sweet, sweet half century episode, the, the old episode 50. Um, if you've liked what you've listened to, feel free to give us a thumbs up, like, subscription, comment, rating, review, if you can, because uh, all of it really helps boost our voices and brings us one step closer to being the preferred Krispy Kreme sponsored gaming news and, and entertainment podcast. I I still think that's a legally gray area that we say that every week, but it is. <laughs> um, nothing's happened yet. So uh, how bad could it be? <laughs> um, is there anything that we want to hint at? I guess it's pretty obvious what we're going to be talking about episode 51, but uh, anything other than Pokemon on the horizon for anyone? I'm playing Deus Ex Human, no, Mankind Divided. Um, that's okay. I'm playing, I'm playing Life is Strange Before the Storm. Fucking hell, Teenage Angst the game. Um, <laughs> God, I hate teenagers. Um, <laughs> the soundtrack yeah. for that game is awesome, though. It is. It's a very good soundtrack. Um, fucking that Chloe is such a shit character. Uh, and Monster Hunter Stories 2, which I've started. And I don't think I will pick back up, up until after Pokemon. Yeah, so new things I'll be doing is just playing Pokemon for the entire week. Um, but next week's podcast, I'll actually just finally finish my thoughts on Bayonetta 3. Oh, yeah. Because I never talked about it again after finishing the game and how much it changes the opinion of the game. Well, uh, people can look forward to that. But uh, until that point, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth and Steve, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Good luck in prison, Yuji Naka. Happy birthday, Tea Tree Oil. Inbox me to find out more.